This podcast of Five Pillars Production. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, my dear brothers, sisters, friends, and the foes out there. Welcome to another episode, a very special episode of the Blood Brothers podcast with your host, Dili Hussain. And guess who's back? Your co host, Aki Hussain. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. It's good to be back. And uh, today's not even an influencer or a rapper. That's when you usually come on these days, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I thought, you know what? There seems to be an opinion out there that Aki makes an appearance in the Blood Brothers podcast when. Is uh, a musician or a rapper or a Muslim influencer who's got some ambitions to reform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not true. It's just a coincidence, okay? So you're not a clout chaser? Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. That's a, that's a horrendous accusation to make against Okay. But today's episode is a special one for three reasons. First reason is because you can't find another word except for the word special. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't, I've accepted that special is just that word now. Fine. Yeah. It is uh, intimately special. Uh, for three reasons It's our two year anniversary It is Can we have the round of applause Whoever the guest is <laughs> Wicked uh, This time Two years ago We were sat in this room mm-hmm. With Sim Big up to Sim uh, With the Mad Mum looks And we filmed the first episode Of the Blood Brothers podcast With one GH4R camera And some mad DJ looking decks He had Forget that Forget the look first, first of all it's crazy that it's been two years, yeah? For many people, that might not seem like a long period of time, but I assure you these two years have flown. It's literally flown. They have flown. I was saying it to my wife before, we came, before I came here that, you know, it's, uh, this is the two-year anniversary. She was like, what? It only seemed like yesterday that you did no. the first-year anniversary, uh, which was around last year Eid. It fell on Eid, yeah. Unbelievable. Um, so yeah, forget the first podcast episode with Sim. Remember the first trial that we did. Saturday? Yeah, yeah, that that was ridiculous. <laughs> that, that was ridiculous. We spoke that was like two and a half hours about Pakistan. Uh, and, uh, and then Sim was like, "Now we're not using this." All I remember is Sim's face was like this. <laughs> nah, listen. We uploaded that, didn't we? We did, and then it got removed. Uh, there'll always be a special place for Sim and the Mad Mom looks. Had it not been for him and the fact that he flew out all the way from Chicago. And got us started um, The Blood Brothers may have never happened In fact it probably wouldn't have happened So Love to our brothers Love to our brothers And love to uh, you know, Brother Sim especially uh, The second reason why today is a very special episode To actually uh, mark the two year anniversary Our guest today is someone who's had a, uh, a, a I don't even know what the word is Well I, I would describe this guest as being um, One of the masterminds behind uh, the Blood Brothers podcast Definitely Certainly Behind, um, well, that transition from year one to year two, hundred percent. Um, so, so I, I think it's uh, it's actually quite. Um, In fact, I've, let, let let me just take a step. Mastermind was a perfect word, but this individual here, when he jumped onto the Blood Brothers project, he literally took it to levels. Yeah, it's yeah? fitting that we have him as our guest today to to review the two year anniversary. Absolutely, um, he is one of the Don Diggy Dans of the Muslim <laughs> podcast scene. Absolutely. Uh, he's he's second to Smile to Jannah when it comes to conspiracy theories. Um, he's a loving brother. He's a dear brother of ours. He's our cameraman. He's our video editor. He's our graphics guy. He's our consigliere when it comes to the podcast. And that's none other than Mosin Mustan, aka Dawa Digital, aka wherever he is, my brother. Salam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, bro. That was one heck of an intro. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Do you even go on? 
Okay, you're not used to this, are you? I've not been around for a while. You're not I used know. to the interjections. I know, I know. I've, I, I I've missed it in the one way, and I've also not missed it in a particular. Give him a poke in it, like give him a little poke, sneak, sneaky little poke, He's to like let him know that yeah. you want to come yeah, in, yeah. isn't oh, it? Okay. <laughs> that's, that's good, you know. Tell us a bit about the second name Mustan, because Mustan basically means young and a bit of a lad and brave and a Mustan. Yeah. Yeah. So Mustan is not the name on my passport for security reasons. Okay. I'm gonna keep it private, but okay. Mustan. Is actually my family name. Okay. So um, my granddad, he was known as Mustan Sahib, yeah, and Haji Mustan as well because he was a Haji. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think you're getting get confused with the word Musti and the word Mustan. No, actually, no, 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 no. no, 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 no he's no, no. been right because, because because me and Musti spoke about this. Yeah, yeah. And Mustan does mean so it's brave. Not Mustan, which means no, no, like no, not help. not that. It's not the Arabic. Okay. It's Mustan is the this Asian. Is a, this is a South Asian Mustan. Which means that we get we get that out of the way because I've had people say to me, "You can't have a surname like Mustan, bro." You know what that means? And I'm mm. like, "Yeah, I do in Arabic, and I also know what it means in mm. South Asian languages mm. as well." And I'm South Asian, so it doesn't really apply. So in Gujarati, yeah. we have Dudwala, collector. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever wala we have, Chaiwala. Yeah, yeah. But then you have Mustan. Now, when you said to me Mustan, I said to you in Bengali, Mustani means basically someone who's. Of a character, yeah, flexing, flex like sh- brave, bro. Let me just say the Dudwalas are big in India, you know, they've got buildings in Mumbai, but man, what huge buildings, man, we're right in the end of the Wallas off, bro. No, 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 we no. were never writing any of those Chai Wallas, Dudwalas off. We've got a different attack, which means a surname as well, yeah. uh, and that's called Bangla Wala. Mm. Bangla Wala, and because of that, my family don't build over that's one story, everything's a bungalow, <laughs> yeah. I see what you did there. Listen, Mosin. We're honoured to have you on, bro. Alhamdulillah. And you know, our introduction actually does no real justice to your contribution no, you're just to the podcast. You're bigging me up. It's unnecessary, bro. No, no, absolutely. As an introduction to this podcast, I must say that you know we, um, how much we value your contribution to this podcast. Is massive. So Jazakum Allah Khairan. Jazakum Allah Khairan. May Allah bless you guys. May Allah, you know, make this relationship longer than it already has been. I mean, I mean, I mean, bigger and better things to come. I mean, but no, I have to say as well. Thank you guys for giving me the opportunity because you know I'm new to the podcasting game. The way I see it, because I mean, podcasting still hasn't peaked, right? But you don't think so? It's been rinsed and saturated. No, definitely not. The curve is still definitely. Yeah, there's new podcasts popping up every other week. Yeah, so when do you, so what do you think will replace podcasts? Do you know what? it's difficult because podcast is usually a media which you can download or stream yeah at your convenience. So it's not like radio where you have to tune into the show. You've got to be available. Yeah, you know. So I think podcast got legs, bro. I think it it's going to be there for like, a while. Because think about it, it's, it's it's the same way people access music. You don't have to back in the days. Um, uh, you'd have to. Uh, go onto your specific music channel if you wanted to hear a certain genre of music on television. Yeah, yeah. Now you can just go to Spotify, Apple Music, yeah. whatever, download it, go on YouTube. Similarly with, with podcasts, I guess. Would it not? Don't listen to music. You can, yeah. And um, uh, with podcasts, you could just listen to whichever podcast, whichever episode you want, when you want. Yeah, absolutely. But listen, before we go into the podcast scene, specifically the Muslim podcast scene, your involvement with various prominent Muslim podcasts, let's talk about Dawa Digital as a YouTube channel. How many subs, subs is it on currently at the moment? I checked it this morning, funnily enough. I think it's at 62,700. And it's had, that's, that's huge, mashallah. And, and, but, but it's had a big spike in the last year. Mm. Tell us a bit about Dawa Digital as a channel, how it started, when it started, and what was the, the initial content <laughs> that was coming out? I knew you were going to ask this because we discussed this. But I, and, I, and I was thinking, when you asked me, you know when you sent the text in the group? Yeah. 
And I was thinking, well, how do I talk about Dawah Digital? Because, you know, I can only tell you a part of the story. Otherwise, this podcast will be just about Dawah Digital. Because so much has happened. That's why tell us much more. You're going to edit it anyway. SubhanAllah. Yeah. So, but, but long story short, yeah. Um, and I hope it can be a long story short. Go on. Um, there were brothers behind this who contributed. Shout out to Abdullah, mm. who bought me my PC. Yeah, this is, I had no job. He knew I was all right at video editing. He was like, well, what do you want to do? I said, I still want to make videos. Mm. And he was like, look, what do you need? I said, I need a PC because I've broken two laptops <laughs> video editing. So we went and got PC and he fronted the cost for a video editing PC back in 2015. Um, that PC sat in my room for two years doing nothing. Really? Yeah, well, like, it sat there for two years, almost two years, yeah. I think we got it in June 2015. So for during those two year period, were you doing something else? I was I was looking for work. Okay. And I was I was deliberating what to do because right. the kind of videos I made weren't the kind of videos I wanted to make now. Yeah. Well, in 2015. So I basically for 2 years I was thinking what can I do? And I came across these speakers corner videos and I thought, you know what? I want to do that. I want to film speakers corner videos, right? I ain't got no experience with a flipping camera. Who wasn't? Who 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 were the 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 superstars at Speakers Corner at that time? Then at that time you had I mean, the, the regulars like Mansoor Hashim. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Adnan Rashid. Adnan Rashid, of course. How could you forget Adnan Rashid? Is this you know, is you had the EF Dawa guys as well. Okay. Right. But so, Hamza and these guys. Hamza didn't. Hamza. No, yeah, Zosin, yeah, no Hamza. Yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the so yeah. So, so Hamza Mayat. Yeah. From EF Dawa. Yeah. All right. Um, he, he was. He was there as well. Mm. Um, I got the opportunity to film them guys a few times. Alhamdulillah. But this uh, was before the dawn of Dawa and Ali Dawa and Hijab and these guys. They, right? was, they were there. Okay. They were there. They were there. Um, but you know, I actually went there because I was watching some of the older videos of Aira. Not the Aira guys, like mm. Imran Hussein, especially. Yeah. Um, and Imran Hussein's Aira. Aira's Imran Hussein, sorry. Um, I saw a few of his videos and I just thought to myself, this guy is like, Legend, you know the Imran, way he, the way he cornered. Yeah, he's gonna get gas, bro. <laughs> but you know, I was like, you know what? I was and I was fanboying. I was thinking, you know what? Yeah, I want to go there, film this guy, and I want to get him on camera, right? Mm. I was there for a year and a half, and then he turns up. Did you not think that Imran was like a B tech of Hamza Zutsis? No. Okay. Hamza would use complicated. Not that I think that either. I'm just saying. Hamza, as Hamza Jamal would say, yeah. yeah. Right, Hamza, a lot of stuff he says goes over my head, yeah. yeah. Um, some of it I can Hamza grasp. does that deliberately sometimes as well. But yeah. I mean, he's a very clever guy, you know. So. No, no, he thinks he's clever. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're calling him a moron? Yeah. I, I've called him many things more than that in, in private, but I love yeah. him as well. By the way, the podcast you did with him was really good, man. I, I love that podcast. <laughs> that was definitely one of my favourites. It was definitely one of my favourites. And um, But we'll get to your thoughts about the Blood Brothers soon. Yeah. Um, but quickly, let's just tell me. So, so Dao Digital, a brother called Abdullah, bought you a PC. But you sat around gathering dust for two years. Yep. And then you go into the speaker's corner thing. Well, yeah, so I went there with a iPhone and a microphone, both on selfie sticks, right? And I'm filming people like this, and I look like I was looking for water. You know those water yeah. diviners? Yeah, yeah. Right? In fact, the reason why I know this is because one of these uh, atheists, he laughed at me and said, look at this guy, he looks like he's divining for water, which I actually found funny at the time, yeah? yeah. But I realised, you know what, I must look like a proper idiot, yeah. right? So anyway, um, I put about six, seven videos out there, Subscribers went up by, I think it was in those first two, three weeks, it went up by from zero to 200. And I thought, that's brilliant. Mm. I've got 200 subscribers. That's 200 people who want to see what I'm going to do, mm. right? So um, 
And then I sent the videos on my WhatsApps to people, said, check these videos out, tell me what you think. And Abdullah saw him, he goes, so yeah, this is, this is really good, man. Who does this? Exactly, it's got your logo on it. Because I had a different channel before, and I, but I kept the logo. What channel was that? Scimitar. Uh, Scimitar Productions. We'll get to that, we'll get to that as well. Long story. No, 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 we'll get to that as well. Okay, inshallah, right? Mm. So anyway, so I kept the logo. He goes, I go, yeah, it's my channel. He goes, yeah, he goes, have you thought about, what do you film with? I said, look, I film with a, an iPhone. Mm. He goes, you know, I've got, two D, I've got two DSLRs, right? I was like, no way. He goes, yeah, I've got a 100D, and I've still got, oh, sorry, I've still got the 100D, and my wife's got an 1100. Right, which is a newer model. But when Mohsin starts this, you know how he goes hundred. Even you know when Mohsin yeah. does this, for us it starts like hundred D, two hundred D. So okay, well, it's a long story short. Yeah, so he said I can turn up with these two cameras. I was like, cool, let's do it next week. So the, the following week, we went to Speakers Corner um, and we filmed me, Abdullah, and one of our mutual friends called Ashfaq. We filmed first multi-cam uh, video in Speakers Corner. Mm. And that video took me because I didn't have no proper editing software. I had to get a free software, which was really buggy. It took me like four and a half days to edit this fifty-minute video. And like four and a half full days. Yeah, man. Like oh. I sat. I didn't have a job, so for me it was just like, let me see how what I can do with this. And you know, I look back at it now. The video is good in terms of filming quality and this that and everything is all right. But the video went, you know, done really well. I mean, the Arabic translation version is on half a million views now, approximately. Um, and the, the video's called, for those who are listening, type in Hussein and the Apostate. The ending is special. The Hussein, ending, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, Hussein and the Apostate. Yeah, yeah, right. It's flipping amazing. And which Hussein? Is this Imran Hussein? No, this is Hussein from Street Odin. Okay. Right? Lovely brother, by the way, mashallah. Yeah, love that brother, man. So humble. Um, and after that, I got the taste for it. I thought, you know what? All I want to do is multi-cam. I don't want to film single cam here anymore. Hmm. I want to, I want to carve out a niche for my channel because the subscribers and the views on that video started going up and I'm reading the comments and people are like, Hollywood's just arrived. Okay. And I'm thinking, far from it, but okay, but, I'll but, take the compliment. Yeah, but Bollywood really arrived. <laughs> that, that, this was the Bollywood of the Dallas. Bollywood that of that was, yeah, I like that. <laughs> but, but, you, but if I'm correct, you started seeing a spike in subscribers, you started seeing some serious views. Yeah. And if, I, if I'm correct, you then at one point started taking certain videos down. Yes. So why, why did you start doing that? Yeah, so, so what happened was, um, I had this uh, attack of conscience, if you like, yeah? Um, where a lot of the stuff that goes on the speaker's corner isn't dawah. Let's get that straight. It's highly entertaining though. It's highly entertaining, but that's fitna then, isn't it? Right? So it's fitna digital, not dawah digital, right? And, and there's a lot of arguments, and I'd argue that a lot of these arguments, which if I'm being nice, I'd say conversations, do more to turn people away from Islam because of the akhlaq, because you, of the, because of the way Muslims carry themselves. Do you think so? I think so. I think that some of these, I think that some of these really <laughs> fiery exchanges. That yeah, you're right. It, it doesn't have the normal Islamic etiquettes of conversation and dialogue. Absolutely. But what it does do, I have found, is it does instill a level of confidence and empowerment amongst the youth for viewers. For viewers. No, no, for audience and viewers. I know, I, I yeah, but, but that's echo chamber stuff, isn't I it? Agree my channel is called Dawa Digital, right? Yeah. I need to get out to, I need to come out of the echo chamber. Okay. So what happened was I deleted about 50 videos. Wow. Yeah. It was one of, the, what happened with me? Look, I, I thought that wasn't the reason. What happened with me was, well, it is the reason, it's related to, I was thinking, what if I die? I was, I think about death a lot and I thought to myself, what if I die today? What, what am I going to take to Allah? Right? Which is, I encourage everyone to have this thought, you know, do this exercise regularly. 
where am I taking to Allah? You know, he helps you to make you a better human being. God knows I'm not a good human being, yeah? Mm. So, and I thought, you know what? I can show Dawah digital. And I, and I played this scene out in my mind. I mean, this dark space, there's a light shining on me, <laughs> right? And, 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 and Angel was saying, so what have you got? And I go, well, what am I, what am I did saying? I said, look, there's a balance here. But 64,000 subs. You That's know, but, but, crazy. Right? And, and, and I thought to myself, you know what? If it all come down to one thing I can show, mm-hmm. and that thing's going to be Dawa Digital, how would it go down? And I thought to myself, well, the angel probably said, you've done more damage to the reputation of Islam than, than, than good. So drag him by the forelock and throw him in the hellfire. Mm. You know what? Oh, that, yeah. that thought didn't sit well with me. Yet. How so, often did you think about this situation? That was the first time I thought about it, and I okay. acted straight away. Okay, and you took so, down about fifty videos. Fifty videos, panic. Okay. <laughs> and what were these fifty videos generally? Were they like these fiery exchanges and arguments? And, yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of them. What were these debates and arguments? There were debates and arguments, but the, the debates weren't fruitful. Uh, and I've kept look. I've kept out of the. I don't know how many videos I filmed of the two years, mm. two and a half years that I was going speakers' corner, um, but. But you, I've got about 17 videos left. Okay. I think Speaker's Corners is, is quite interesting. And the reason why I think it's interesting is because, like you said, it's entertaining. It's very entertaining. You come across some characters. It has its own drama. Speaker's Corner has become, it's like the octagon. It's yeah. become a battlefield. It has. So people and go there ready for a scrap. Yeah. For an intellectual or somewhat. Yeah, yeah. a polemical scrap. Yeah, it's going to be a debate. It's going to be a fight. And the person... Who comes with the strongest, most entertaining, most fiery, most hard-hitting argument is going to get the biggest crowd reaction. And let's be frank about it. At the moment, the reigning champions have been for a while have been the Muslims. Mm. You know, and, I'm, I think, and I think that's a combination of the the powerful personalities, but also the powerful arguments. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our arguments are so are so strong, obviously, because it's Islam that. It can, you know, you the audience will laugh along, and you'll get you'll get a crowd, and and yeah. people will be like, "This is how? Why are you so stupid? For why are you not understanding that what this prophet is saying is true?" Mm-hmm. But look, most and a lot of the people that a lot of the arguments that some of the atheists or people from other religions pull out with are, are really ridiculous because we've seen we've seen the more upscaled, high level kind of intellectual versions of these debates in f- formal debates, and they've been clamped, and they've been absolutely taken to cleaners. Mm. So when we see people trying to be tech in speakers' corner, whether they come from Christian backgrounds or atheist backgrounds, yo, move that microphone close to your face, please, or, man. Or, or, it sounds or, like you're or, in a bathroom or, or something. Or, 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 or <laughs> secret Hindu backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can see why Muslims. Is- I can see why Muslims. You know, enjoy that. Bro, let me tell you something. Yeah. When the youth see Muhammad Hijab, Ali, Adnan Rashid, I brought some EF Dawa. And others, I'm, I'm, I'm even going to put, even though I disagree with Shamsi on many, many issues, but even on debating Christians and, and stuff like this, you know when young Muslims who are probably not practicing in the conventional way see this and they have insecurities, they have a lack of confidence with regards to how to engage non-Muslims on these issues, what they will do is, I'm not saying this is right. I'm not saying this is correct. You do not take your deen from Speaker's Corner or YouTube. You you simply should not be doing that. But nevertheless, in a in a, in a, in a world where they're not seeking any Islam outside of that, that's better than nothing. And at least they're coming from a position of what appears to be strength and confidence. But I'll posit to you this: you chose Speaker's Corner must have knowing that this is what you're entering. 
Yeah, I didn't think it through. I'll be honest with you. I didn't think it through when I first started going there. It's only afterwards I had my realizations. No, no, but you knew what Speaker's Corner was. Yeah, absolutely. And you knew that it would bring the views in. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So you were a bit of an opportunity no, at no, that time. I can, I, can, I, can justif- I can justify it. It doesn't make it the justification true for me. Okay. But I can justify it to other people and say, yeah, you know, I've got other content on my channel. Speaker's Corner is like a fishing hook. Yeah, yeah. It will hook you in, bring you in, right? But the content that's on my channel now. Was that what it was at, to begin with? When I deleted the videos, yeah. I was left with two or three videos only, which were just polite conversations between Muslim and non-Muslim. And that was it. So I had to really think about... I mean, look, bro, I used to go to Speaker's Corner with... You've seen my equipment. I'm carrying a backpack and I'm carrying my tripods, right? Mm. And I'm walking around all day and I thought, there's nothing to film today. And I stayed there till 9 p.m. And I got there at 11, 30, 12. And there, there were more days of this than there were of actual filming, mm. right? Um but I'll, I'll tell you something right now, bro. Like, I've basically been to Speaker's Corner, right? And the only conversations that I've kept, right, are the polite ones. So if you go to my channel, Dabba Digital, and you type, you know, you look at the Speaker's I've seen Corner, it, bro. Yeah, yeah, there's not much dramas there. There's not. It's, and and these, these are actual Dabba conversations, right? Like, there's one with Imran Hussein where he has a conversation with the th- same guy three times on three different occasions spanning two years, mm. right? So he's bringing this... You uh, really like him, man, don't you? I love the brother, man. Come on, let's be honest. So if you had to go on a boat ride and you had to choose him or Sabur, who are you taking with you? Definitely Imran, bro. I've actually been on trips with Imran. Okay. Like, you know. <laughs> who's who's the better cameraman and editor, Melo or Jamal? Bro, man, like, how you dropped that on me? Like? No, I'm just asking you, innit? Melo or Jamal, bro? Let's I, I, honestly, honestly, I don't know because I think their styles are very different. You've worked with both, you've seen both their works. I'm asking yeah. you a simple question, bro. But I've seen, every time I've seen them both hmm. filming stuff, Mm. I've only ever seen Melo filming stuff when Jamal's present also filming stuff. Okay. So they work together as a team. So I can't tell you, okay. you know, mm. who's doing... Okay, Cora, bro. Who's a better line manager? Sakib. Uh, <laughs> who's, a, who's a better line manager? Are Sakib or uh, Isa? Has Isa ever been your line manager? No, Sakib, uh, for me. Hey, has it only ever been Sakib? Yeah. Okay. I answered to Sakib, bro. Okay, so if you had to choose anyone else besides Sakib to answer to, who would you like to work under? Hamza. What's this? But he's no longer with IU. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's already he's all sapiencing about elsewhere, isn't he? Yeah. No, I just thought I'd just get your thoughts on that, to be honest. Um, uh, so that was digital. That was digital. I'm so I, I, I know you have an opinion on Jamal and Melo, you're just not saying it. No, wallahi, bro. I've never, I, I can't. I'm, I'm telling you, I can't actually choose one or the other. And the reason being is because I've not seen them work. Okay, fine. Let me, okay, okay I've fine. I've seen Jamal working in the but I haven't seen Okay, 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 fine. Okay, so then. Why are you pressing so much on this mic? Because I want to know. Okay, cool. Uh, so let's say someone had a MAC-10 to your forehead, your mm. temple right now. You're going to die, bro. Someone's going to pop that right through your head. But they're telling you, you're going to film a 60-minute documentary on your life or the Dallas in the UK. And you have to choose one of these two guys as your lead cameraman and editor. Who are you choosing? Because because it'll be haram for you to now say kill me, you know that, for preservation of life. So who's who's making that sixty minute documentary? I'll do that movie, yeah, <laughs> turn the gun back on him, sort of thing. Yeah, and I'm going to turn that question back to you now. So who are you going to choose? Oh my god, man, this is hard, bro. Melo or Jamal, take, bro? They won't take, they won't take it offensively, bro. Do you know, do you know what? I, I, I will say. I will we have say, to check their rates at first as well. Oh. <laughs> Jamal, I will say Jamal. Yeah, and the reason being is because I work a lot with Jamal, and Jamal mm. probably. I've had a lot of conversations with you. I have a lot of conversations with Melo as well. Like mm. Melo understands my struggle, mm. uh, you know, to get into this game. So does Jamal. But with Jamal, because I work with him so much, I feel like he'll know 
when to, when to start filming, mm. if you know what I mean. Because you, you can't just roll a camera 24-7. Mm. You know, the bat, you've got issues like batteries and stuff like that. So. Look, uh, let me let me Can tell you. Give you the answer. No, 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 that's fine. And I, and I want to now elaborate on, on my position. Can I just sort that camera out? Of course you can. What's it? The, the reason why I ask about Jamal and Melo is because I have worked with both as well very closely. Uh, Melo more recently in the last two or three years. And they're two very different guys. Even the way they film, the way they carry out the project. So Jamal... Well, Melo's mellow, isn't it? He's, yeah. he's really mellow, actually, in real life as well. He's but very chilled no, he, he, Melo is very mellow when, he, but when he's filming, he moves like Spielberg, bro. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's yeah, a piece yeah, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is Nolan a director or a producer? Director. Okay, but either way, he's moving Hollywood, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Whereas with Jamal, I think what Jamal does, he accommodates who he's filming with. Jamal has been with Five Pillars since day one. And his Sadaqa Jariya to Five Pillars has so been wow. those very super subsidized rates or free filming. Yeah. And he, we just have a relationship which is just purely in sync. Yeah. So when I'm with Jamal, I'm filming as if he is just an extension of Five Pillars. Yeah. When I'm filming with Melo, there's a, there's, a, there's a certain mindset I have to be in. Right, he comes with his like his whole chest harness thing, and he's doing all this kind of madness. And then sometimes he even says to me, "Buff, just say what I told you to do in it," and, and, and in a very mellow way. So I find their two filming style. He does. He he he, 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 he sticks it on my brain in such a nice, soft way. So I find it interesting. Um, so let me ask you, who would you choose? Um, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I'd choose Jamal. Uh, and 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 that's simply because I've worked with him for longer. I've yeah. worked with him much closer, and I find Jamal to be more accommodating. To who I am as a person Whether you're a podcaster Whether it's making a Vox Pox Whatever it may be I've worked with Jamal for much longer I've, I was Jamal's line manager for two years Our era um, Whereas Melo is someone who You have to adapt with Melo mm. He's the most softly spoken brother A serious guy Yeah, You know when, when Melo's in the scene You know You have to be on your A game He's running an operation He's running an operation yeah. uh, So so And because if, if he happened to be a bit of an alpha male kind of guy, even though he's so mellow, sometimes he may not be so accommodating to your specific habits. Yeah? Mellow's all about, we, we're here to do something, just listen to me. Mellow's couple- serious. Mellow's, Mellow's like Hollywood. But there's a couple we'll, of times- we'll take it to that level. There's a couple of times where he's, he's, he's politely just said to me, just l- listen to what I'm saying and do it. Jamal has never- Ever said that to man? <laughs> Never. Do you know what we're talking? What we're on topic? I have to say, yeah. Um, if it weren't for Melo, I probably wouldn't have got the bug for podcasting because the very first first podcast I ever did was when Melo invited me around to his and said, "Look, I got these new microphones. I want to test them out. You want to come around?" I was like, "Yeah, cool. Let's do it." So I went around and showed me his room, which had converted into a little mini podcast studio, and we just sat there chatting breeze, you know, just having a laugh. And then he sent me the audio recording the day after. And I heard my own voice through those really nice microphones. I think I was using the EVRE 20, which is a legend in the game, right? Very expensive as well. And um, I love the sound of my voice. Now, I hate the sound of my voice when I hear it back. Mm-hmm. So when I heard it through this, I was like, if this can make me sound like this, this is how I sound in my own head. Mm-hmm. And is that the audio quality that you refer to as eargasm, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an eargasm, basically. <laughs> yeah. It's not an earache, it's an eargasm. And I thought to myself, you know what? I want to I want to mess around with this sort of stuff. Does anything come out of your ears when you listen to it? Just quality sounds. Just quality sounds, just yeah. Quality Carry on. I'm I'm just curious, isn't it? Unbelievable. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. I, you know, it, that was almost a bleep. Yeah. <laughs> no, some ears leak sometimes. 
With water. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. With water? Yeah. <laughs> when you do, when you think of your ears a lot. Are you a fish? <laughs> no, no, very ears don't, fishes don't have ears. Are you a fish? Anyway, listen, okay, okay, look. Moving on from Melo and Jamal, both their links will be here. We need to obviously if you ever want to use their services, there'll be Nightscape Productions for Jamal, Melo Dean, and he has his podcast thing as yeah, well. Podcast studio hire. Podcast studio yeah. hire. So both the links will be here. Fantastic guys, serious guys, well involved and contribute to many dial projects. Melo accept them from the both. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. Before we move on to the next topic, I want you to just uh touch Can I just give a shout out as well? Because I gave a shout out to Nadi, sorry, I'll give a shout out to Abdullah and to Ashraf here. Yeah. I want to give a shout out also to the following year. Yeah, go because, on. Because I think you're going to top out on Dawa Digital now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. we're going to go to a similar Let me just, because I, I can't just. Go on, go on, Bismillah, so, go on, do it, bro. Dr. Said Abdullah, yeah. right? Uh, Nogal Durani from Regents Park Mosque. Okay. Right? And Nadim Ali, who's the brains behind Dawa Digital. When I told him I want to delete 50 videos, he acid tested everything. And told me, look, you know, this, this is the direction we should be headed in. This is how we should do it, blah, blah, blah. So, but the reason why I mentioned these three is because they've also financially backed the Dawa Digital Project. Mm. They've bought me cameras, you know, they've saved up money and given it to me and told me, go and carry on. You want to do multicam? Cool, we understand. You know, Abdullah can't be around all the time and you want to be filming as much as you can. Here's the money, go get the cameras. So that was in the early because I didn't have a job. And, you know, I just wanted to do this as Sadkajaria, right? Obviously, my channel's monetized now, but there's a reason behind that, and that is that um, when you monetize your channel, YouTube has an invested interest in pushing your content out to new audiences, and that works, right? Um, also, the people might say, oh, but the advertising, some of it's haram or whatever. I'd say, look, sort your search history out, because YouTube uses Google, which knows, and Google knows what you've been searching for online. So it's going to send you adverts that are relevant to you. Even when you clear history and caches and cookies and then stuff. Then you're going to get generic stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, just, just wondering. But the money that comes back to Dawa Digital through mm. YouTube advertising now, is now getting reinvested back into the equipment and stuff. It's not a lot of money, mm. but the truth is, is over you, a period of time... You're not making as much as Ali and these guys. Those guys, are, I don't even think they're monetized, bro. Yeah. I think those brothers have kept it... Because they don't need the, the advertising. Their videos hit big numbers anyway, right? So, alhamdulillah. Um, th- we're going to charge you £50 for each shout-out, just so you know that. So, I've been on £200 right now. No, you've done a few couple of names. Imran was about 1000 alone. <laughs> I, 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 I think I owe you money. <laughs> <laughs> you have to monetize this video just to pay you. <laughs> I, I owe you guys right now. <laughs> you, know when you, you, know when you, you know when you invoice us, uh, obviously, for the work that you do, yeah. the email, it says scimitar. Yeah, yeah. What, what is Scimitar? So my very first YouTube channel, which I, <laughs> oh man, when I opened it in 2011, I had my first YouTube channel where I started uh, putting videos up um, and it was called Scimitar Productions. What I, is Scimitar? A scimitar is a, you know, a slightly curved sword you see in the movies, right? Yeah. Which Arabs usually have in the movies. It's a bit of a stereotype. Like a dagger Arabs, kind of thing. No, 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 it's the long, it's the long it's curve. It's one with a slight, it's, it's, got, a, it's got a slight curve. But it's, it's more actually, of a Persian sword, isn't it? It's actually more of a Persian Indian sword, but yeah. typically it gets portrayed as the Arab sword okay. on, by Hollywood, right? Okay. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm, I was a bit immature them days. Um, I won't say immature. I just, I just had a lot of, Junging me, yeah, know? right. So I thought, you know, I'm gonna call myself Scimitar Productions, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, that, that was basically it. What happened to the Scimitar channel? Yeah, man, I, I closed it down in like 2014. Something happened in Saudi, didn't it? It did, something happened in Saudi. 
Okay, fine. You, don't you really want to go there, yeah? Yeah, someone basically something happened. He posted a video, and then and then and then there was like some protests, and uh, then. Uh, so you want the story? So yeah. Yeah, so tell us what happened. Right, so this is taking it into the because I can't just tell you about the story without giving you the backdrop to it. Yeah? Give us a backdrop. Okay, fine. Let let me just give you a very tabloid version of it, and you can tell me what's right, what's wrong, and what's exaggerated. I might just say let's go with it. Okay. <laughs> so basically, you put up a video to do something to do with when either it was the jal or where Juja Ma Juja are gonna come. You identified it when you went to Saudi to be somewhere there. Wow. You you went there. You saw a Saudi officer with the one eye sign on his on his uniform. Yep. Then some. Then there was that kind of attack that happened in the Haram in about 2014, and you saw some Shi'i protesters uh, from, uh, and they had the logo or something of your channel. No, no, no. That, there's half right, half wrong. So okay. basically, what happened was I had a series called The Sacrifices. And okay. The very first episode, which was the only one that was public, by the way, because the rest of the rest of the videos were a bit too deep for regular viewing. Because you know when you put out something and it's Sort of conspiracy related, mm. you get nuts coming at the woodworks in the comments section, and you, you know, and oh, my favorite type of people. crazy guys. Yeah, I, I, I like to think that I had a bit like Kate Shamarani's people. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> oh boy. So I had a. No by the way, what happened to that video? I was looking for it the other day. It's there. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I typed in Kate Shamarani Blood Brothers, and it starts to come up. No, no it's yeah, there. We had to change the. Uh, we, had to change, we had to change title. Everything. Oh, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it just says read the description. Yeah. <laughs> It's in episode it. whatever, read the description. Read the description. <laughs> All right, cool. So anyway, um, second video, I like, like you said, when I went in 2006, when I went to Saudi Arabia for Umrah, I was there for the whole month of Ramadan. One day I was leaving the Haram in Mecca and one of the police officers, he was like, yalla, yalla, you know, come on, get out of here sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. And I noticed on his arm, his left arm, he had the pyramid and eye, which was actually a triangle with an eye inside of it. Did you actually see that? Wallahi, bro. I saw it, yeah, and I thought to myself, "That is pretty." Fantastic. And I thought to myself, "What is this doing?" I'm not sure if the, if the eye was above the triangle or if it was in the triangle. Either way, that symbol symbology is very powerful, right? And mm. it, and it alludes to something which shouldn't be there, mm. right? Um, and I thought, what does it mean? It's, it's, it's basically related to you know Freemasonry. Right, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I thought to myself, what's this doing here? And now this hadith are kind of matrixing in my mind, yeah. Um, you know, Dajjal will attempt to enter the holy cities of Makkah, Medina, but on its gates, he will find two angels brandishing swords protecting it so he can't enter. And I thought to myself, so how's this here? And, I, and then it hit me, I called, you know, the fitna of Basir Dajjal could enter these places without him having to enter it. Right? Are you talking about the Dajjalic system? Yeah, yeah. As yeah. opposed to Dajjal himself? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but that, but it didn't make sense to me because everywhere I'm going, it's all pious people, lovely people, lovely experiences, you know, life changing experiences even. Mm. And I think to myself, there's stuff going on here that I, 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 I'm not seeing. But then from that moment on, I started seeing things like, for example, the Saudi police uh, emblem, right, which mm. was an eye, right, and you can clearly see it. Some people can't notice it, but you, some people. And then I started. Why noticing. is that? Why are they doing stuff like that? <laughs> They're asking bro, for trouble, don't they? Bro, but here's the thing now, right? So I'm trusting that you saw that. So in 2011... So if you saw that, that means that's what they're wearing. So carry on, I'm listening. Are you, are, you, are you quickly punching that in? You're going, carry on, I'm yeah, so, listening. So in 2011, what happened was I was um, developing another video. Mm. And in this one, what happened was I, I'd, I'd done some research, just looked into Saudi civil services logos and emblems. Mm. And I just noticed a lot of them were sort of... Dodgy. Yeah, they, they looked like they were Freemasonry emblems, right? 
And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to do an A4 sheet. Bro, they do as well. Landscape, yeah? Still, they do. Yeah, yeah. I, well, let me see what you're looking at. Oh, we've thought about that. So, someone asked, you know, Sheikh Asim Al Hakim? Yeah. Uh, who has some brazy tweets. Uh, they asked him, why does the Saudi police uniform have one eye as part of the uniform? But I can't <laughs> find it. But it's a thing. It's all over Google. Is it? Yeah. So, so, so Saudi civil services, a lot of their symbology looks like it's Freemasonic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I done a sheet and I put all of them on there. Right. And I put it in a video. That video was public for about a week. And then I turned it to private. I made three more videos. I made them private as well. And I forgot about it. Years later, like I'm not sure if it was 2014 or 2013 or 2015, I can't remember exactly what year it was, but it was the year when the uh, the bomb went off in Medina in Janat al-Baqi yeah, yeah, and yeah, two yeah. police officers died, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very sad incident, subhanAllah, right? You know, the Muslim world, world we were shaken up by. Wow. And what happened next was, I was looking yeah. on the on YouTube to see what was going on. <laughs> He's a skeptic, isn't he? I mean, good. I, 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 it's healthy to be. I, I, I mean, but it's a thing. It's a big I conversation. Clicking that one, clicking this one here. That's on island. Nah, okay. Let's have a look. Pause, man. Let me finish the story, guys. Man, why are you not looking? Why sorry, you looking sorry, bro. I'm no, keeping no. this in. No, no, but we listen. But we want to clock this it's eye. Naive, isn't it? Like, if like, they can't be like. Bro, I'll, I'll, I'll put the image up on screen for you. Okay, I got Union yeah? Jack as well. I oh, know it's mad. Carry on. Yeah. So basically, um, I looked online. I looked online and I saw that there was news trending at the time. I can't remember what station it was, whether it was RT or something like that, right? And they were showing a pro, well, not protest, but a celebration between a, uh, from a group of Muslims who were either in Bahrain or somewhere like that, one of the Gulf countries, right? And they were basically at the border, or what looked to me like the border, and there were a bunch of them, and one guy was holding a pole here, and between him and the next guy holding a pole were about four or five people, and they, were, they had this uh, big sheet up. And that sheet, what was printed on it, was the image that I had made with all the sim- symbols. Yeah. And they were giving it deaf to sound, deaf to sound. And, now, this, and this, was from now, your cha- and I, this was from your channel, wasn't it? This, so yeah, so I basically jacked the image from the video in mm. the early days that I had it as public mm. and put it up on a big flag thing, right? And no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm no lover of the sound, yeah, mm. right? But the bottom line is, is what these guys had done was take life, mm. yeah? Or... At least that's what it looked like they'd done. It looked like they're responsible. And I thought to myself, you know what? Maybe I'm indirectly responsible. Now, I didn't know this was going to happen. And this is why conspiracy theories are dangerous. It turns people crazy, bro. Mm. Right? Um, I'll put it it like this. I threw a pebble out into the the pond that's the internet, yeah? Mm -hmm. I saw the ripples go out. And then I saw a tsunami come back and hit me. That's what it felt like. So at that point, I thought to myself, you know what? Screw this! I'm shutting this channel down. Okay. And I and I lost sleep. I, I'll be honest. I, I I have no qualms in admitting this. I lost sleep for about two two nights or three nights. Have you still got the login details for that channel? No, no. I've shut that channel down. It's done and dusted. Gone. Lost okay. Gone forever. Off the face of the Some of the videos have been downloaded and re-uploaded by the people. Mm. Um, so you will find, if you look for them, you will find them. But I, I I cringe if I if I see them come up on my feed. That's cool. Look. We're going to explore some of your uh, extracurricular interests uh, in some of these areas later on in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to now kind of move on to your involvement with in, in the Muslim podcast scene, generally speaking, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, you've you rerouted mm-hmm. Blood Brothers. Mm-hmm. 
I know you're doing something with Yusuf Chambers at the moment, a new mm. project that's kicked off. It's like a football podcast yeah. with a bit of a dawa angle. Yeah, it's called Football Fatwa. Football so fatwa. look out for that in, yeah. I think oh, it might, wicked. by the time this goes out, I think it might even be a thing. So Yeah, so, the, so there's that. I know you even did like a like a Muslim dad's podcast as well. So And, and I know that you're an avid listener of podcasts as, as well. So do it's something that we asked you at the beginning of the podcast. Don't you feel that the Muslim podcast scene is saturated? It's whack, bro. Yeah. I'm telling you straight. Muslim podcast scene, I don't think it's got any real direction. Hmm. Um, there's too many cooks, not enough chefs. Everyone's got an opinion. And um, look, I love Rerooted because the project that I started, it's now morphed into something else, which is great because it's now fulfilling the vision I truly had for it. Um, the, new, the new setup looks insane. Yeah, mashallah. That was because now you've got like the whole editing whilst filming and yeah, there's yeah, interaction, yeah, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, that was Sakib's idea, by the way, to have that control booth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, and when I heard it, I was like, "Man, that's crazy. I like it." Never that's had, never idea. had Sakib as a creative guy. No, he's very creative, mashallah. The guy is. He, you won't see him doing editing. You won't see him, do, but you know the guy's brains are very creative, man. Mashallah, very creative. Shout out to Sakib, man. Yeah, yeah. Shout, shout out to the whole like, era family. Number fifty goes. I mean, I'm in, I'm in yeah, debt, bro. Yeah, you're in debt. I'm charging you fifty pounds for every shout out. Rack up that tab. Yeah. So go on. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But the set, it it was it was a labor of love, sweat, tears, and cuts as well. Because right. <laughs> uh, we work. I was working with real wood, and Jamal helped me out because I don't know how to you know, build a frame or anything like that. So, but um, yeah, I was tasked with building a set. Um, and that's only because they saw me build sets before. Like I'd done the one for Muhammad Hijab, you know, when the green room, the green room, the green room which didn't really go anywhere because, well, I don't know. The reason really had potential. It. You had a lot of potential. Yeah, huge potential. A lot of potential. I only filmed one or two green rooms, which was, one was with him, with Dr. No, no, no. That one, that one was done private. That one was done just me, him, and him and Yasser Was that not a green room podcast? It was a green room podcast, but that was just done randomly. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea that was even going on. To be honest, I found out afterwards. I was like, guys, we got a whole set. He goes, yeah, but Yasser Khadi is in this location. We have to go to him. You know, you know the rerouted podcast. Now, obviously, it being an official podcast of Aira, I know it has to have an over dawa angle, dawa direction. It has to, but. Upon reflection of the first season with Musa as host, um, and as well, and obviously Musa's no longer the host. Who are the hosts now? Now Imran's the regular host. Imran's a regular host. So, um, what, what, do, what do you think of the content? Look, uh, first, let me just say this: Musa grew into the role so well that when he decided he didn't want to do it anymore, it hurt me a lot. I, I, I really, genuinely have to say that I, I thought Musa in the last ten or so episodes, even more than maybe fifteen episodes, he was just like. Growing as a host in such a way that I thought to myself, how can this guy at his age hmm. be at this level? Hmm. How old is he? He's, he, I think he's about 24. He's maybe, maybe a bit younger. He's young. Yeah, so, you know, when we started, he was 22, I think, yeah. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he, he was brilliant. Um, is there anything about Aira Rerooted besides, uh, besides production, besides set? I know these things are very important. Is there anything about Aira Rerooted which you felt could have done be, been done better. You can't think it's the perfect podcast, surely. There's always room for improvement. So what are those? But, but, I, but I, will, I will say this. I but you're not going to get fired. Don't worry. No, cool. no, no. But I, I, will, I will say no, bro. Alhamdulillah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the way things are. Yeah, Good. But I will say this: that when you work within limitations, sometimes you produce the, your best work. Yeah. 
right? Whereas if you're giving a free reign, sometimes you become overwhelmed with the creative possibilities and you can't commit, mm. right? Um, but with Rerouted, that's how it started. We, were, we had this nice room, mm. but we had bookshelves everywhere. And at first I thought to myself, oh man, bookshelves, how am I going to make this look like a podcast young people are going to want to watch? Mm. Young people don't read no more. They don't. They don't want to read. They just want to consume content. And I, I want in my mind. I want funky walls with graffiti and you know lighting and this that and the other. And I thought, well, I can't do that now. These bookshelves are here to stay. These books are here to stay. So I made the best of a bad situation, and it turned out brilliant. You know, I looked up what other you know YouTubers YouTubers were doing who had their own shows. Like who? Like um, well, there's a there's a guy I follow called. But Peter McKinnon, and then there's Matty Hopia, Hopia, I can't pronounce the names, and a whole bunch of other guys, right? And I'm not. Have, have you had a tiny meat gang? No. Okay. I'm leaving that in. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, that was a blood no, but tiny meat gang. It's a podcast. Okay. So anyway, so I noticed they're using these lights called Philips Hue lights, which you can change the colors, and mm. they're calibrated for video, so you don't get the flicker. And I thought, you know what? There's a there's that wall there. We put some blinds on it, right where the windows are. We get these lights, we light it up like this, and we can maybe make it work. So I asked for a budget, and uh, I was told by Hamza, there's no budget for the dawa. Mm. Boy, how wrong I was. Yeah. yeah. Because there's always Hamza a budget. Hamza loves yeah? those bars, isn't it? There's no they're, they're, these are just These are just tropes, yeah? Right? So anyway, <laughs> so I thought to myself, right, here we go, yeah? Um, so I, put, I have to learn how to put in a project, which is a lengthy procedure. Obviously, it's a umma's money, so mm. we have to justify every of single course. penny. Yeah, hundred percent. Like seriously, Ayer is really good like that. They, if 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 it, if it doesn't meet their requirements, you're not getting it, mm. right? For every item you want, you've got to find two other similar items that are either cheaper or of the same level and justify why you want that one. That one yeah, right? yeah. No. Uh, it's it's hard, bro. You know, and I'm I'm still learning that process now. To be honest with you, so. Went through this process, things got approved. Yeah, alhamdulillah. It was a back and forth process though. Um, and, you know, we ordered the table from Ikea. We got the microphones, which were the very famous Shure SM7B microphones. Everyone loves these. What's so good about them? But we use them for the Faraz Zahbi podcast, didn't we? Do you oh, know, yeah, do, yeah, do you know yeah. what's so good about a microphone? The Faraz Zahbi podcast, the Modest Street podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, you know do you know what's so amazing? Well, not amazing, but they're legends. I'll tell you why that, that microphone's a legend. It's the same microphone that Michael Jackson used to record the Thriller album. Mm. Really? Yeah. And that's back in... That is fantastic. 80s, right? I feel, so, I feel privileged. Yeah, so here's the thing. With microphones, the technology doesn't really move on. The technology stays virtually the same, right? There are microphone legends, mm. right? Which you know people want because they've got pedigree, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, but with video and you know, stuff like that, you know, lighting, this stuff will change always. Because we can always get better. You're 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 answering my question in a very politi- politi- political way. What 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 are the areas of improvement from a content? Because, because you have to understand, Mosin, the way you the way you started the answer was the Muslim podcast team is whack. Yeah, yeah. Let me, and then let me, what let me followed answer was that. how amazing the podcast is. So are you saying the Muslim podcast is dead because there's too many cooks not enough chefs but Aira Ruru is the Don Diggy Dance of the podcast. But I'm going to blow my own trumpet here, yeah? When I first... Because I'm going to give you some thoughts about Aira Ruru. Good. But when I, when I first heard like Blood Brothers podcast, I thought to myself, the content's great but I can't hear this, man. You yeah, know, our, our audio the, was... The, the audio was like flipping awful. 
Right? And I was thinking, so, that is really, really bad. Like, you, had to, you guys, your microphones were over there, like, yeah. arms reach, you know? And yeah, it was were, unbelievable. And they're, and they're, and they're flipping di- dynamic mic, no, I think they were, I'm not sure if they're dynamic. They, they were the, uh, yeah, they were the dynamic ones. Dynamic ones, but they were, they were like, you know, you gotta be really close to a dynamic microphone. We'll get to the story of yes. Blood Brothers, bro. But Blood Brothers, Blood Brothers didn't have a budget the way Aira had a budget. Yeah, yeah. But, but he had the characters and the content and the guests to deliver a podcast which now exists in the Muslim, Muslim podcast scene. But we'll get to that. What I want to get from you, though, is that you started off by saying the Muslim podcast scene is dead. And then you literally praised, without any serious critical thought, Aira's rerouted. So one could tell and say he's only saying that because he was involved in this project. He's only saying that because he's been paid to work on this project. That's hardly, hardly impartial by any stretch of the mile. So I'm asking you, if you had the free reins, yeah, to literally make Aira rerouted, you don't have to answer to Saki, you don't have to answer to the board, you don't have to answer to anyone, you didn't have to answer to Hamza for season one, any of those things, what would you change? The set would be twice as big. Okay. Right. It's big anyway. Right now, it's three meters by three meters, which is huge for a set for a mm. podcast. No one, no one can deny that. But I'd make it six meters by six meters, and the reason being is because I'd like that bulkhead background. You'd so keep Musa as a host. I would keep Musa as a host. Uh, would the conversations be more dawa focused or less overtly dawa focused? I would invite only dais on as guests, yeah, and let the conversation just happen. Okay. That way, you're going to have a conversation that has dawah in it. As opposed to bring someone on who doesn't necessarily come from a dawah background, forcing it and onto them. Unfortunately, we've had guests like that, right? Yeah. I'm not going to mention no names, but in season one, we had guests. Did you feel my one was like that? Your one, bro. Do you, do you remember when we uh, surprised you? Yeah, and then you like, kept that out. Oh, such a shame, man. I wanted it in. I fought to have that in, by the way. Yeah? So For the viewers who don't know, what we did was, you know, we set, um, we did a podcast with... Um, Myself and, myself and uh, what we done was halfway through the podcast, we had Hamza gate crash the podcast. Came, sit down, right? Like take the third media. microphone, yeah, is that what you and said start about laying it? into Dilly. And then they had his back and forth, which was really funny, really, really good. But we thought, you know what? It's basically when I call him a chameleon, isn't it? You called him a chameleon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I call him a chameleon. He's yeah, like yeah. Come bouncing into this room. Yeah, he came in like you know, Say like it again. You know, he came in like. D'Lo Brown just came in like WrestleMania. Oh, rocking his jaw. Rocking his jaw. Um, yeah. That, did you feel my podcast was like like it was a forced dawa conversation? No, nah, bro. Like your pod. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Let me just first say this. Right, we've rerouted. The dawa element did come in, but it came in, in for me. It came in a bit too late. It came in at the thirtieth minute onwards when that should have been right at the beginning. Because these were the sort of targets we had to hit as mm. a podcast, is to empower people, Muslims, to feel confident about Islam, to talk about it to mm. non-Muslims. Yeah, yeah. And if you're just having a conversation and you're asking people, you know, uh, you, like, you know... What did you, you get up to in your childhood? It's just, it's more like an interview, not yeah, a conversation. Yeah, yeah. And, but, you know, having said that, Musa did grow into the role and what, what he was doing in the last 10 episodes or so, was Dilly likes phenomenal. that type of podcast anyway. What kind of podcast? You know, just like you know, just like explore your like your life. No, just explore life generally, not mm. my life. Dilly, Dilly actually challenges. Like I'm feeling it now, <laughs> sitting mm. here, but he challenges the guests. Mm. You know, he actually makes them. You know, that's fine. Do a little research. Don't look, you? look, look, you've secured your job. 
That's fine. Not, are you ain't gonna be on your case after? You done a fantastic, colorful testimony of. I'm not working with really right? Okay, no, but generally you're still under the, the organization, though, aren't you? Yeah. Okay, so that's all right. Your 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 job's safe. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so before we move on to the Blood Brothers, it yeah, it is our two year anniversary, not a year of rerouted. Yeah. So uh, we'll get into it, but I want to just quickly get your immediate thoughts on the following podcast. Um, it's on twenty one C's unscripted. Sick. Uh, freshly grounded. I thought these were really good. Look, um, especially health ones. It, they're really good. And um, um, uh, honest tea talk. Our sisters. Yeah, you know what? They're doing great work. Yeah, you you were there for the the First season. Yeah, the, the marital intimacy one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. Do you know what? Honest, let me tell you something about honest tea talk. Honest tea talk is a podcast that I randomly stumbled across. Um, I'd probably say just before Blood Brothers, um, and it's because my wife used to watch it. I used to be in the background and I used to be in the background I used to watch it some interesting subject and the sister used to talk about things in a way that I didn't assume or expect sisters to talk about a certain subject I thought it was really good I think honestly times a wicked podcast no no they deserve a shout out respect our sisters um, sisters man they're doing great work the mad mum looks mad mum looks you know what I feel like the quality could be better. Having said that, I think they stepped up the game recently. Um, but I didn't like the fact that it was like a Zoom type podcast where you got each person in different location. Mm. I guess that would have been appropriate for COVID times, but they were doing that from before. They had they saw COVID way ahead. <laughs> yeah. I think they caught it way ahead as well. Yeah. That's why they went into that. They're just staying in our rooms and yeah. podcast from here. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we think. Boys in the cave. You know what? They need more subscribers. I think they're I think what they're doing is they're trying to do something different, but I feel like they've kind of pigeonholed themselves a little bit as well. Okay. Um, so who else comes to that? Ilmfeed podcast. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I just feel like it's, it's not for me. Okay. Um, Are there any others? Yeah, there's. A, uh, I mean, the Muslim Vibe has a podcast. Uh, I've, I've they, seen they, they, their logo. I've not heard any of the podcasts. Yeah, I mean, it's important to say that they are run by Shi. Um, I have to say it's just that. as well. Um, so, uh, you know, so, okay, interesting. Now on to Blood Brothers. You joined Blood Brothers first and foremost sporadically. It was whenever we used to shoot podcasts in the crown us, yeah. yeah. We'd we'd bring you on. So you were there. Um actually not even you it wasn't even you weren't even there for the modesty one, it was Imran and Sakib mm-hmm. that yeah, shared yeah, yeah. it. But but did not did, uh Mohsen set it up? Yeah, he set it up, up. Yeah. And, and for Azah for Azahab he was there. Yeah. yeah. Um Dr. Yakuba. What time? Huh? Half, half, like half, one a, one a. Or no? half two, bro. Bruv, man. Half two. Conversation afterwards, I was like, you like, you lot can talk. And I'd, home. I'd, I'd <laughs> so, and and he was ready to stay. Brother Faraz, big up to Brother Faraz, my love, bless him and preserve I mean, him. I mean, Legend in the game. I mean, he was willing to speak until four, five in the morning. He was ready, he was ready to go championship rounds. Did, yeah. Didn't the conversation go on till that time? No, no. He said, he said about half ten. Then him and Hijab carried on uh, after three o'clock, but we had to bounce. Um, but you had like you were sporadically involved. Um, before you came onto the project, yeah. um, and you became our man uh, on this, taking a lead on this, um, what were your initial thoughts on the Blood Brothers podcast? I love the content. I thought this is because you know you're no holds barred. You're you challenge the guest right differently. Everyone else is sort of pandering to their guest, mm. and for me, that's uh, right. Yeah. I, I can't stand it. I, I can't stand pandering. I'm, I'm one of these guys where I'm too old and long in the tooth. To mm. listen to people pat each other on the back and say, Well done, Shah Bash Beta. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. not on that, right? So, when I see a Muslim, you know, um, sort of challenging another Muslim on certain things that they've said or done, right? For me, I find that interesting. And you do it in a way that's respectful. It's not, you're not, you're not trying to get a reaction out of them that's going to be like, you know, controversial mm. or anything like that. It's just you want the truth. You want to know what the guy was thinking. And I like that. So, 
for me, Blood Brothers was always. I, I, for, for the life of me, I don't know why you call it Blood Brothers. I know now because it's YouTube. It's two right? brothers, isn't it? I thought to myself, like, it's five pillars. Five Pillars is like this amazing like organization. It's the only real Muslim news channel that we really have, right? And, and you thought the name was a bit rough around the edge. Yeah, and I thought Blood Brothers just sounds a little bit violent, even blood dripping off the mind. Look, you know it, what I mean? Look, so, it, look two it, Caucasian guys having an arm wrestle. Yeah, to, 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 look, Sister Naima. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? <laughs> think about it, it's crazy. Sister Naima and others have raised it, but I, I look, I think it's quite simple. Look, me and Aki, obviously siblings, so we're Blood Brothers, but yeah. also the fact that every guest who is a Muslim. Um, they are also our blood brothers because the bond of Islam is greater than that of kinship. Mm-hmm. So that's where the concept is from. And as for the blood on the mic, I know that's quite. I mean, I don't want to say violent, but it's quite. It's quite powerful. But it's to say that we leave it. We, yeah. we leave it all in the podcast. You know, that's it. But but the blood essentially means wala and bara. It means our loyalties to Allah, His Messenger, and the, and, and, the, and the believers. Nice cover. Uh, and, and, nice cover. That's good. That's a good I mean, save. I mean. When we initially designed it, I just thought blood on the mic, you know, we're going to discuss things. But the Blood Brothers was me. With no restrictions, you know, people are going to leave there. What do you think of Aki's uh, inclusion in the podcast? I think it's brilliant, man. Yeah. I like it. He's like, he's like Batman and Robin, isn't it? I yeah. don't know which one's Batman, which one. You're probably Batman. Okay. But he's like, he's like Nightwing more than Robin. He's He can do his own thing if he wanted to. Okay. Then he has, like when I've done that, one, I think, I can't remember who's, po- was it Kate Shimirani's podcast? Yeah, think, right? it was, yeah. Yeah, you smashed her in that, bro. I thought to myself, that was brilliant, the way you, like, you held, I, you I, held, you I held don't it think I smashed her. I think she smashed everyone. <laughs> <laughs> She smashed. What? She smashed coronavirus. While while Aki's looking for an episode with terrible audio, look, I'm, on the, I'm on the thing. You want look? It's uh, the smart I'm, I'm smart the smart smartest. Shall I tell you something, bro? Yeah, we discussed this in the one year anniversary podcast. Five Pillars is set up. I mean, Blood Brothers set up to begin was very very basic, but there were be, there were things that we weren't doing ourselves. For example, mic technique. Mm. For example, we only had one GH4R, and then we were filming. The other angles with our iPhones, mm. yeah. So obviously there wasn't a sync in color. Oh, not that what you lot call yeah, about yeah, sync yeah, in color. Yeah, so so, yeah. so there were various things that we were doing, like schoolboys. Yeah, sound quality is five out of ten. Yes, the sound quality. Like so I think so I think the, the 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 consistent and frequent feedback was that our audio was not good. Mm. Yeah, have you got an example? There's a there's a lot of comments about. The audio being at least five out of ten. Yeah, yeah like popping and like, like and obviously I should be eating barn as well uh, whilst doing the podcast. But I think given the limitations that we had, uh, you know, Jamal was involved in the first four episodes. We had brother Dilwa on respect to him as well. Um, you know, he worked for the bulk of the first t- fifteen or twenty podcasts, and then I think it was you came on after that. Mm. Um, is there anything that we could do better? Besides our mic technique and all that, is there anything that we can do better? Do well, I think I think it's quite. Yeah, look, the, the guest quite conveniently has a mic right up to his lips. You have your mic right up to his, and I'm having to angle myself like a like this serpent cushion that I've got behind me. Yeah, so I'm going to have hemorrhoids by the end of this podcast because I'm having to sit and speak in this mic. So, uh, so you need individual chairs, yeah. so seats, right, comfortable ones for the the guest. Are you comfortable the there? Hosts. I am because this is an individual seat, yeah. But mm. obviously, you've given me a budget now to do this room, right? What do you think of the fact that we do film in my front room? I think it's sick. Do you think that it brings a bit of a personal touch to it? Yeah, it does. But the thing is, is there there are there are there are, there are trade offs, right? So you get that personal touch. People know it's your yard, it's your living room, um, but then you've got like this hard floor and these bare empty walls and only a tiny bit of shag pile carpet, and I've got to work really hard. 
Just the, stop the echoes bouncing because there is there's a lot of echoes. Mm. If I raise my voice, you're gonna get an echo, mm. right? And it's not nice to hear when you when you when you listen to it on, in your headphones, you know. So um, and the thing with podcasts is you know if you want to get that radio sound, mm. then you've got to dampen the environment a little bit and you know work on it. I would do this room differently, but I've already had that conversation with you. Mm. And inshallah, in future episodes when we when we start to do this up. It, it will happen. Do you enjoy working with us? Big time, man. I love it. Yeah, I go. Like, I love it. Okay. Like, my my wife knows. Yeah, that when it's a blood brothers weekend, like you know, we, we, I, all I say is, I say to you, look, let me let me clear it with the missus. Mm. I say I've got to do blood brothers. She goes, yeah, okay, and and then I'm happy. Right. Okay. So she she always lets me do. She never said no. You can't do blood brothers on this mm. Saturday or this Sunday. Mm. She says go for it. Bismillah. And um, what were your favorite episodes? Right, there's actually quite a few. I was thinking about this on the drive down here today. There's so, some, actually, let mention some of your favorites. M- one of my favorites is the Imran and Saburu one. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that episode a lot. Yeah, and the, I enjoyed it for the, for the reasons that you enjoyed it. Because you had about but 10 cameras. I had, yeah, I had five cameras. Yeah. You know, and you know me, I love multicam, so I had five cameras to play with, right? Um, editing it was a nightmare, but <laughs> I loved that process as well. Um, another episode I loved a lot was the one with your dad, bro. And of course, I, that was that was special. Again, five yeah, cameras, yeah. <laughs> but that, that's not the reason why. And if you remember correctly, and I, I make no bones about saying this, you honoured your father, and right at the end, I became a bit emotional, and your dad called me a big wuss. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That's dad right? for you, man. Because uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing that you guys done, man. Like you know, Asian put an Asian guy honouring his father like that. You don't see it, bro. You know, so it's, it, was, it was very, very special. That was our, that, that was our most special. Yeah, that's our hands down. Like yeah, it doesn't even compete. Yeah. Um, any others? Loads of others. Um, the Jamal one we just did. Yeah, right? that was that was that, was, that was sick. Um, what other ones that I really like? Oh, no, I like the COVID ones because that was something different. You know, when we had to do the yeah, the we had Skype. to improvise. Yeah, yeah. yeah so the scraps. I'm thinking, how am I going to make this work? How are we going to get the audio right? Because these people don't know about audio, so we had to get them to record the audio separately on their on their phones. You, you know, using the voice recorder. You, 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 you even you even salvaged the Dr. Abdul Wahid one. Do you remember? Mate, that was a nightmare. Anyway, long story short, man, we made that work. Uh, they were they were good because they were very informative mm. and they helped to remove a lot of doubt surrounding mm. COVID-19, mm. whether it's a real thing or not. And these guys, you know, they're, they're leading figures, especially Dr. Abdul Wahid, right? Mm. Who's the leader of H- the, the, HT. The, yeah, of HT, yeah? And he's he's telling you, if you're getting off of the jab, take the damn thing, mm-hmm. right? And based on what he said, I, 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 I told myself, if I get offered it, mm. I'm taking it, especially because I've had COVID-19 and I've mm. suffered the consequences of having COVID-19. So, yeah. Um... Not so enjoyable podcasts okay. of our of from our series, ones that you didn't were a bit dead, didn't understand any reasons to it. I'm happy to, I'm con- sure happy to one, contribute if you can't I'm, sure I'm sure there was one that I filmed, yeah, and I thought to myself, when's this gonna end? Because I was just like, this is dead boring, yeah. But I can't remember which one it was now, it's so boring, it's literally like erased itself. It's mind. not, it's not gonna come out of my mouth, but you need to say it. I can't, no, not that I know, we should have to go through the list, then, it. Okay, so the, right. okay, okay. Right. Were there any episodes where you thought mm, don't really understand the the reason for this? I tell you, let me let me just quickly say this. One of my other favorite episodes was the Frenzo one. Okay. Even though I never knew who Frenzo was, I don't like the hip hop scene mm. in the UK or the rap scene in the UK, and I think you know what, you Muslim brothers should stay the hell away from it. Mm. Um, but what I saw in that, and I remember filming it as well. What I saw in that was he was very sincere. 
and you could see the pain in his face you know where he feels compromised as a muslim who's having to do this work which he you know which he's very talented at <laughs> but he'd rather not do mm. you know um so he's caught between a rock and a hard place and dipes dipes are blew up yeah that's i think it's your most popular 235000 at the moment okay that's right. that, that was huge yeah. what about the dj Noreen Khan podcast do you know what I actually like that podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. I did enjoy it. I said I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it that much. I just thought to myself, it was nice that you had someone very, very different as a guest. Mm. She's a DJ. She's on Asian radio. She's trying to represent. But she was also local. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She shared history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your sisters. Yeah, yeah. She went to school with my sisters. And Who was Moss in there when we had the podcast with Babs? No, that was Duwa. Was it? Okay. That was Duwa. What is your favorite Muslim podcast? Blood Brothers, and and, I, and, uh, and I say that because when you're when you're working in the dawa, the last thing you know, you want to do is be oh when you when you when you want to chill out and watch something, the last thing you want for entertainment is more dawa because then you just feel like oh man I'm I'm, I'm being I'm drowned in this stuff yeah. yeah right so for me this is like a break I get to see what's happening in the Muslim world I get to see the different characters I get to you know and, and it's it's amazing for me for that reason would you say we have a dawa element to it. Yes, uh, for example, I think it was the the very last podcast we filmed, which Odd was ads. the Odd Ads one. That podcast, I like the fact that, and we've done that in your kitchen as yeah, well, yeah. right? Which you're never doing again, by the way, yeah. right? Because was was I, had, I had some issues with the lighting. That's what, what it was. I wish I had brought a light with me that day. Mm. So I'm leaving this here. Okay. Right? Actually, no, I can't because the charger's at home. Mm. Go on. <laughs> but um, what happened was, I think in the first 15 minutes or so, you brought the whole topic to Islam and how mm. long, you know, how long is rapping sustainable as a Muslim? Mm. You know, questioning is it about the money? You asked him a question. I thought was very ballsy. Is like, are you doing it because you're greedy? Yeah. Right. You know, and I thought to myself, you know, that's when I started smiling. Inside, inside, I was jumping up. I was doing cartwheels inside, mm. thinking, man, this is. If I didn't film this, I'd be watching this with a big box of popcorn, mm. right? Thinking this is this is the favorite podcast because of the sort of questions you ask, Mashallah. But I think Ad has held it down though as well. Respect to him. I mean, he he, 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 he he was very thick skinned he, yeah. he didn't take offense to any of the things that we were asking. Yeah. Um, Lovely eh, brother, by the way. He's very. He's, 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 he's got a very sort of playful way about him. Yeah, Ardad's a top brother. Top brother. A lot of love for Ardad. Um, what I was going to say was areas of improvement for us. So. Um, besides mic technique Besides sorting out this room What kind of guests And topics and stuff Would you like to see more of? To be honest with you I think you guys are doing really well In that in that department I don't think you, The formula If the formula works Why change it? Mm. You know All you can do is improve upon The surroundings right? And the equipment Things like that Alhamdulillah the equipment We've got the latest Right? Um I reckon I could upgrade my cameras inshallah because okay. I'm still only shooting in 1080p okay. um, but in future when I can afford it so if you guys want to make a contribution check out my um, PayPal okay. it's on the channel um, my channel um, and move up to 4k cameras um, and as well as doing this place you know making it more sound ready ready for sound sort of thing is there anything you see us you'd like to see us add to the podcast as a I don't know, a new element or something interesting yeah man there is, and I think I talked to you about this. I have talked to you about this. So, you know, we talked about how Aira is doing the um, control booth thing, yeah. right? And, you know, whenever you, you film a podcast, you always, I, I guarantee, like, I think it's like 90% 90, 90 of the time, at one point you say, Mosin, what's that word? Or Mosin, what's this? That? Yeah, I'll always right? do that. I'll always and, do that a lot. But no one can hear me because I am not. I ain't got a mic attached to me. Yeah. So I would love to have that element where there's a camera on me. I'm just chilling out 
you know, what my bare tuck gear. Right. So you we, got four. We, so we, you got you got four cameras. Use one of them on you, yeah, then, bro. Yeah, but I have to get another microphone on me as well, isn't it? Okay. So you know, obviously working with us, working with me primarily. You know, generally speaking, I can say that it's been a very smooth relationship. And and that's given that you've got a lot to manage, a lot to juggle with. I know your workload with Aira is insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then obviously you've got the Bud Brother, and then you've got other things that you're doing. And I will say that from a one year, maybe a year and a half, but just over a year's relationship, bro, things have been quite harmonious. Mm-hmm. But there have been times, mm-hmm. and your level of work, mashallah, is so on par, so it's so good that I know when something's not right in your life. For example, the thumbnail for my dad's episode. The first one you had the audacity to send me, I looked at it. <laughs> I looked at it and I, and I thought... Have you got, got a copy of it? Let's I haven't. I, I, I couldn't. It disgusted me so much. I didn't want to look at it. And he is knows it that. WhatsApp chat huh? history? Uh, nah, I can't. I, I don't know. But the point is, certain things Mohsin does, I look at it and I'm like, he's not himself. Literally, it's not even like, oh, I just know it's not, it's not yourself. So that thumbnail delayed... You know, the can I, just, I love you, bro. You know why, yeah? Because you know when there's something wrong with me. And I don't, I don't think it's just because of the triggers... That you see, I think it's other stuff as well. Like you, you, you will phone me or, or give me a text saying, "Mosin, is everything okay?" Yeah, yeah but I, you know, you don't normally ask me that. But whenever you have, it's always been when I've had some sort of personal issue. But I also do apologize after I've had a go at you, though. But I don't really, I, bro. To be honest with you, when you have a go at me, I, I, I see you struggling mm. to have a go at me so much. Half the time, I'm smiling, thinking, "Yeah, this guy, man." <laughs> because because I know I sent you a couple of voice notes that time. So, brothers and sisters, basically, we plan to release my dad's podcast. On, box, on Christmas Day or Boxing Day? Boxing Day. Boxing, Boxing Day. Day. And because of the atrocious thumbnail that you had, you had the balls to even send to me, that, 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 yeah, that, that delayed it. Um, and no, it was New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. It wasn't yeah. Christmas or Boxing Day. Um, and then I sent you a couple of voice notes. Um, <laughs> I remember. And, 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 my, and my violin, my, my violin issue is always you prioritize Aira's work over mine's. Yeah. You know, you know the funny thing is, Saki Boy says, "Oh yeah, you couldn't do it because you're because you're a blood brothers guy, right? Hey, no, you're no, no, five no, pillars no, guy, no, 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 no. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, you guys leave so, your own. So, so, and 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 I think, uh, but then you, then literally within 24 hours, you'll come with something. I'm just like, well, that's all you had to do, literally. And I, we had that with the intro. You came with some dead intro at first. I seemed like a Tetris kind of thing. I gave you some brutal feedback, and then bang, you came with something that was literally. Near perfect mm. So there has been These two free cases And it's always been The funny thing is Whenever we've had These instances It's always been With like quite critical stuff My dad's thumbnail mm. The 50 the thumb, thumbnail, I messed up on But you know when it came to The, the, the intro The new intro yeah. sequence For season 2 Yeah, yeah. See wait, sometimes I've got to gauge What direction to go in Yeah So I throw something out there So how did you go from By so your reaction So how did you go that, from How did you go from 90s Tetris To something that's Quite powerful based now Based purely on your reaction Okay cool Yeah And I sort of like Think to myself Right actually You want something a bit more newsy Something a bit more He doesn't want to let go Of the old intro Unless I can produce something better But it's got to have An element of The old the old um, the newsy feel yeah. to it. So you know you got yeah. So you've got these little you know the, the, the intro Jamal done was brilliant yeah, um, and I and I took from legendary that. legendary yeah. So I took I took from that in the sense that you know when you have the little cutaway scenes with the yeah. soldiers yeah. and you've got these little the bombing the, the bombing so right, this is all controversial stuff you find in newspapers yeah. So, so I thought you know what let's do a newspaper thing and it was sick yeah and I thought I'll insert you guys into the photos right. So bada how bada boom, bada boom. so how do you manage that then? So you literally just said Sakib sometime Sakib has messaged me sometimes. Look what he's doing when he should be working. 
Yeah, he sent me. <laughs> yeah, once, once, or twice he has. He goes, look what he's oh, doing. That would, that would be out of hours, though. Yeah, but not, not during. But the point. Hours. But it's okay. So forget about everything that you're doing outside. How are you managing Blood Brothers and Aira? Um, no, no, knowing that Blood Brothers and Aira and Five Prisons and Aira also have a very intimate relationship yeah. as well. So how do you manage these two expectations? Um, alhamdulillah, in the beginning, yeah, right. It was it wasn't so full on. Yeah. Um, but as time went on and episodes were being filmed weekly, more or less, yeah, yeah. Um, I started to think to myself, I need a weekend off. Okay. So every now and then, I, I, I would have to basically just put my foot down and just say, oh, I can't do this weekend. Can we do the following weekend? Um, and that was how I managed it because you can you can burn out. You can as much as I love filming stuff and as much as I love editing stuff, and I really do, I love it. Yeah. Um, sometimes you can you can start to resent the thing that you love mm. because you do it so much. Okay. So you've got to take a break away from it. Like even these episodes, like when I, when I film an episode and I edit it up, I don't watch it till like a week to two weeks later. So I know that you meeting deadlines for Sark is very different to you meeting deadlines with me. Have I ever been difficult to work with? I think your expectations were fair. You think so? Honestly. So even when you consider that, you know, when you say that you were having a go at me, mm. bro, I've worked in environments where having a go was n- was not what you think it was. I mean, mm. I literally got put into a corner with a finger waved in my face. Have a go, yeah. I've worked in those sort of environments in my life. So when you're having a go at me, for me, I'll be honest with you, like it's very mild. But I I understand the urgency of what you want to say, mm. so I take you on board. But in order to answer the question, right, which is you know how do you prioritize? Aira does always come first. Whenever <laughs> I've worked on Blood Brothers, it's it's always been either in the evening. Or weekends, yeah? or on the weekends when it's my own time, mm. yeah. And you know, if I'm working, and I've and I've had this conversation with you over the phone where, where you said, "Can we get it out by this Friday?" And I said, oh, "Bro, I can't this week. Mm. I'm I'm in a too late." And then I tried bribing you with more money. Yeah, and I said, I'm "Sorry, I can't. <laughs> I just can't." <laughs> yeah, he has. He's trying. That old, that old dilly trick never fails. <laughs> yeah, it has a few times yes. now. Yes, but, but I'm delighted, you know. And but but you know, Aira, it's like you said, the work of the dawa. Mm. Is fart, mm. yeah. With this stuff, is not even sunnah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my right? God. So, um, good lord. Okay, I'm gonna take that one on the chin. I'll, I'll, I'll let you get away with that one, Mosin. But no, because on the flip side, yeah, I do love this project. Yeah, and I think Blood Brothers is something that we need to represent ourselves mm. as as Muslims. Yeah, you know, especially in the UK. Uh, one last thing I was gonna say, you know. Um, the reason why I've always said for you to prioritize Aira is because had it not been for Aira, you wouldn't have been on, on Blood Brothers. Yeah. Do you understand? It was the fact that whenever we used to shoot the odd occasion uh, at the uh, rerouted studio. I'm going down another 50 pounds, man. Yeah. Shout out to Hamza, bro. Yeah. If you weren't for Hamza, bro. Hamza, yeah, 100%. Up, look, Imran got my foot in the door as a volunteer. Yeah. Right? Hamza gave me the opportunity to do rerouted. Yeah. Yeah. And if you weren't for Imran and Hamza, Right then, subhanallah, bro. This wouldn't have happened. This wouldn't. None of this would happen. No. I would not be doing podcasts. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, so, so accepted to all the brothers I there. I mean, bringing the podcast to a close, to the final topic of today's uh, two-year anniversary homage to. Is it homage? Uh, yeah. To to Mosin, um, we want to talk about. Uh, first, let's start with your relationship with Sheikh Imran Hussein. When did you meet him? Okay. How did that relationship form? And what are your views on what people think of him? Okay. So uh, when did you meet him first? The first time I the first time I came across his stuff was on YouTube in I think two thousand and eight. Mm. Yeah. 
Um, the first time I and, I and I didn't like him in the beginning I thought to myself he's uh, he's someone who's very eloquent but is misleading the ummah um, with a lot of his predictions and pro- you know not proper predictions yeah? I mean let's put it many still do hold that opinion yeah mm-hmm. um, and um, fair enough that's fine you have to be a, you, like you you have to be a skeptic if you're not a skeptical and you're just one of these guys who basically just um, become dogmatic about religion, mm. then then you're going against what the Quran's teaching mm. you to do, which is to think, yeah, and to course. question, and to, and to acid test things. Mm. Yeah, in the Quran, Allah says this book is for who right? Mm. For people who question things and ponder, for right? men of understanding. So yeah, so this is this is what we encourage to do in the Quran. Mm. Um, so if you do have that opinion about Sheikh Imam Hussein, good. And even, even he himself says, don't take what I say as a fact. Mm. Challenge it. He mm. he says that in his lectures. He writes it in his books. He he welcomes the challenges, um, and I think that's very genuine. He's one of the very few scholars that I've seen online retract when he's made a mistake, mm. and he makes a video about it. He says, "I said this. I'm now going back on it. Reason being is because my opinions change due to this, this, and this coming to light." Mm. Yeah, and you know, Subhanallah, that's that's a really nice character trait to have to be able to admit when you're wrong. Right? I, I'm 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 not going to attack him in his absence. I'm not going to do that, and also I know because you have a level of respect for him, but obviously to to people who are critical of him and his positions, um, according to them, he'd have to make an endless number of retraction videos. So, yeah. Who are those two people? Huh? Who are those two people? What do you mean two people? You said two people who would... Um, no, there's, there's, there's quite a few There's people. many people. Oh, there's many people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And there have been videos made about him. And everything. When, 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 so when, when, I will say this, I will say this. There was, a, there was an incident when um, I went to film him hmm. um, in a certain college in East London I'm not going to mention the college's name. I'll, I'll mention it. I'll mention it. Do you not want me to mention it? It's Ibrahim College, isn't it? Yeah, it's Ibrahim College. Yeah, our second cousin founded the college. It's fine. Carry right. on. So basically, what happened was it was a setup. Yeah. So he delivered a lecture. There was a partition, sisters on one side, brothers on the other. I wasn't allowed to film. Yeah. They said no, we don't want this film. So mm. I sat in the audience, um, and the audience was literally the students, mm. right? Um, and the teachers. Oh, you're saying the setup was done by them to bring him down to give him a grilling? Yeah. Okay. And basically, killed it. They Did they pay him, bro. I'm gonna tell you this story. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And this story, you know, I'm gonna tell, bro. It's it's a big story. This one. So after the main lecture, they had a Q and A, and during that Q and A, they tried to grill him, and he just says, um, "I've answered all these questions." He goes, "I can give you a two minute answer, but if you want, to, if you want, I've got a feeling you don't. You're not gonna be satisfied with two minute answer because I've already answered it. You've asked it now. You're asking the same question using different words." Mm-hmm. If you want me to really answer it, you know, um, it will take an hour, hour and a half, or you can read my book, Methodology for the Study of the Quran, which is his methodology for the study of the Quran, right, on these topics. And then he said, Have any of you read the book? They said, No. He says, Well, it's available for sale over there, you know, buy it basically, yeah, which is a fair comment, right? You can't just go buy the, I always say the Sheikh Mohammed Hussein videos are like the, are like the icing that goes on the cake, mm-hmm. and his books are the cake itself. The icing can't support itself. He has to rest on the cake. Mm. The cake is layered. To get that in, to get that knowledge, you have to read the books. Do you I understand what you're saying? Uh, um, so was that when you first met him? The first time I met him was in, I think, January 2018. Um, uh, I found out that he was going to be delivering a lecture in Harmeen College mm. in West London. 
And I just turn, see, I'm, I'm a ragged guy, yeah. I'll just turn up with my cameras and my tripods and my audio equipment. And if I see the opportunity, I'll just set it all up until mm. someone says, No, you can't film. Mm. And by that time, I probably got what I wanted anyway. But Sheikh Imran has uh, he's acknowledged you, he's given yeah, you a shout yeah. out. So, um, uh, when they saw the quality of the footage, mm. no one really had the sort of angles that I had. I got really nice close up of him from mm. side view. And people are seeing Sheikh Imran Hussein's face this big on the screen, yeah. Mm. They're like, Wow, you know, we can really invest in this, right? So, that video done got a lot of views. Um, what gravitated you to Sheikh Imran Hussein Who Bro uh, Please forgive me But we can't deny the reputation That he has yeah. And that is Someone who I mean to even say A conspiracy theorist uh, bro, Someone I, who's off the mark With a lot of his with, with Understanding of, and interpretation it's, Especially with Islamic eschatology yeah. Especially the end of time stuff Right People do think that he's he's not well. I mean, the position. A lot of his positions are massive stretch. I don't agree. I'll be honest. I don't agree with everything he says. I what mean, what his me? Position, for example, with the sun rising from the west being the rise of America. Yeah, makes Incredible. sense until you realize that there's very well known hadith and even Quran ayat. Right, I'm not sure if it's, I think it's a hadith, yeah? hadith. Hadith, yeah, talking about the sun rising from the west and about the sun prostrating and rising, prostrating and rising, <laughs> and asking for permission to do so until one day it's prostration. Uh, his, rec- his request to rise will be um, uh, denied by mm-hmm. Allah, and then when it will when it will rise again, it will be from the west. So that's a physical rising of the sun from the west, mm. not from the east. I mean, that's, I mean that's one of so many. Also, th- the fact that the hadith says that the sun will rise, yeah, not yeah, not, yeah. not a not, people. I mean, look, the, the way he explains it is America was relatively undiscovered when it became discovered and it came to power. You can now say that the sun rises in the west because for us, when it sets, it's rising somewhere else. Mm, bit of a stretch, though. Bit of a stretch. Yeah. No, no, actually, but no, no, no basis. There was a time when I thought to myself, "That's a valid opinion." And I think well, I had this conversation. Yeah, you did. You. But what me, generally speaking, look, even with the time of scimitar, uh, the channel that you closed, even even just you as a person, the fact that even at the beginning of this podcast you spoke about envisaging meeting Allah and the angels with with it's just you're quite a imaginative guy. You have to be when you're creative. Right? You are, but but, <laughs> but 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 what made you gravitate towards Sheikh Iman as someone? Because he, uh, what's the most popular video on on that digital? Sheikh Iman Hussein video called okay. the private session. So 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 the, so the private session is this something because there is a genuine, um, a genuine what's the word I'm looking for? So a, a genuine interest, interest, liking towards him, or is it that you know that filming his videos and milking it will get you lots of views as well? No. Are you interested in the content or are you interested in the audience and the and the kind of um, reactions that Imran Hussein no. gets from the, people? The reactions are mixed, man. I'll be honest with you, moderating a channel is hard work. In the beginning, mm. when I had Dawah Digital in the, in, the, in the early days, I would spend an hour a day moderating comments, blocking users, deleting comments, answering genuine queries, this, that and the other, until you build your channel up and you have like a you have your foot soldiers if you like mm, yeah. who basically do that work for you yeah. right um, so today I spent about an hour a week whereas before it would be like a whole if, you, if I count the whole week mm. I would have spent seven hours which is a working day just moderating comments it's a headache I don't need it right um, but with Sheikh Imran saying look I've met the guy several times I've filmed him several times there's still videos that I've got of his which I need to edit up and throw out there mm. but I haven't done so right um I, I've sat down I've had I've broke bread with the guy we've had biryani together yeah as much mm. as he says you can go home and eat your biryani mm. right I know he loves biryani right? chicken or lamb bro has to be lamb man chicken biryani yeah. is a bidder bro okay. bidder Hassan but yeah. still bidder yeah, yeah. <laughs> right it should be in the, that should be in the realms of akhni palau yeah. yeah right <laughs> yeah you keep, keep biryani as lamb yeah, yeah. please 
Um, but yeah, apart from the, my wife's chicken biryani, she makes a very good chicken biryani. Yeah, I've noticed how I've, I've noticed how Omar Adam has got quite a few shouts in this podcast. Carry on. Don't charge me for those. <laughs> no, no, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get charged for those. <laughs> right. she, so, she she releases you for the weekend for our work, so I can't yeah, really say much. Is it possible that these people are just lame? And just a bit sad. It's always, it's that, they, that they want to be, they want to sound a bit cultish and a bit other. So we, they use are terms you, like are you talking about in terms of like Sheikh Man Hussein, people like this? No, 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 no. no, no, no. These musicians and these Madonna, Jay Z, Beyonce, Drake. I can't speak for. I don't know who they. But you know what? Lame, I, I see. I see it as a. What did you I mean, just say? Did you just say you don't know who they are? I, see, I can't speak for them. Yeah? No, no, I mean, but they, I don't Madonna, Jay Z, and Beyonce being massive helpers to the job. What I will say is that these people are. No, they can't be advocate, bro. Come on, bro. They can't. Knowingly, as in this is one of their aspirations in life that Beyonce and Jay Z have got together. No, not together. No, 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 no. No, no, but 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 they can pl- they can be knowingly or unknowingly playing into the dissemination of certain symbolism which represents something, bro. Look, I would argue, mm. I would argue that in a globe in in, in a society g- globally that is uh, largely secular in terms of media entertainment, mm. uh, whether that's social media, whether that's movies, music, uh, religion is not something that is. Very popular, interesting, secularism or, or, or makes for good entertainment. Secularism is a religion itself, bro. Okay, what I'm trying to say is following a religion or taking religion as an inspiration for music, for entertainment, whether that's movies or programs or, or music, is not very interesting. So what happens is generations moving forward, they move away from religion, as we know, and you have many people who are atheists and mm. who are agnostic, or religion doesn't feature in their life at all. Well, and they're going to cults. So then. therefore, they make music, and their music is going to be about popular culture. It's going to be about drugs. It's going to be about women and men. Okay. And I mean, you, hear, you, you, you hear you hear people who love music saying things like, "Music is my religion." Oh, that's a very common one. Obviously, right? No, that's, um, because, that's because they can't find another word to describe look, something that is really important in their life. Who was it? Religion. Who was it who said everyone so, worships something? Even if you're an atheist, you worship something. That's because people that's can't standard. find it. It's, 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 it's a reverence instinct. Yeah, I would so, argue so. they're trying to find a word that is most fitting to what they're trying to communicate. It's like someone saying, oh, you know, you're, old, you're, you're as old as religion. Basically, you know, basically, Aki... Look, the people of Lut, hmm. they were doing madness back then. And they didn't need, you know, Jay-Z or, or Madonna or whoever else might be. To encourage them to do what they were doing. Are you basically so? So th- and, and and you can th- and what they were doing mm. is high level. Okay, yeah. To the point where they had a prophet come down to tell them to not stop doing that, mm. and then they had to be destroyed. Mm. So 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 what 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 is what are you trying to convey over to Muslim? I'm trying I'm trying to convey not to Muslim to to anyone who tries to find meaning wider. Wider, broader meaning in, some in popular in, in in popular culture, that it it doesn't have to be that there is some type of sophisticated method behind popular culture and that is preparing society for antichrist. Okay, okay, let me I stop don't you think there. That's what it is. Let, let me stop you there. But look, today you're going to see many videos come out from Muslim YouTubers <laughs> who are quoting scholars other than Sheikh Ahmed Hussein, who are and you you probably seen these on your feed where they say all the minor signs have now been are now out mm. there. We're just waiting for the major ones, mm. right? Bro, you go back 10 years, no one's making videos like that. The only person who was saying this sort of stuff was Sheikh Imam Hussain. Whether you like it or not, that's how it was, right? Mind you, having said that, if you look at, who was the other guy from Pakistan, man? I always forget. Who? Dr. 
Isra Ahmed. Isra Ahmed, yeah. Rahimahullah. Rahimullah. He was a contemporary of um, Sheikh Mohsen. They, they studied under the same scholar, right? Sheikh Jassa Ihsan is from the Khilafat movement in Pakistan, a great man, great right. scholar. Mm-hmm. You could, could be argued he was the conspiracy theorist of his day. Because of some of the stuff that he said, but his which, was, which was at that time very unorthodox and now hit the mainstream but amongst Muslim scholars. He, don't get me wrong. Look. So, so look, it, sometimes it takes time for an idea mm. to become accepted. So why have you, have have, so you have to have those rebels. Okay. Well, no, no, but, 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 but Mosul, I'm, uh, I'm arguing that the idea itself is a problem. I don't care. Which idea? Which idea? The idea that there is broader, more deep, deep, deeper, sophisticated meaning behind popular culture, and that this is somehow contributing towards preparing society towards antichrist. Well, how else would you measure that? The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, when he speaks about the jal, he speaks about the jal as a coming, as a coming towards the end of time, and there isn't really much other uh, commentary. On how society somehow will prepare for the coming of the Dajjal Rather Dajjal is going to come can I say Towards something? the end of can time I, Can I say something? But you have to also appreciate that The Prophet ﷺ did say very explicitly That he will have followers in their droves He will have followers in the road Because he'll be killing people and bringing them back to life He'll have, he'll have wealth following him He'll be traveling He'll bring he'll, the rain And, and he'll have Another wealth there's, there's, there's He'll, he'll perform miracles so it's, so, it's, so it's like it's, it's like me asking look, you this way look, 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 look. If, if, let's, say, let's say for hypothetically For just for a moment we, We're not Muslim mm. Yeah And religion isn't something That's life or death And paradise and hellfire mm. But there's a man here Who says to you That I am God Yeah mm. And you were like uh, What? Prove it to me Okay then Die Come back to life Or kill someone in front of you Bring them back to life Bring your father back to life We've been dead for 10 years It's going to be It's quite difficult To not believe that this man Is at least something Close to God Mm -hmm. Right So the point is that He's not He's not going to say Look I am Dajjal And for proof Look at Madonna's album Track number 3 You know Or look at all of these years Of people doing uh, You know uh, Fahisha And listening to music And Zina And all of these things And now Now the time for me to land When he comes He's Dajjal He's going to do a madness He's going to do a lot of Um uh, things that are unexplainable or undescribable or cannot be um, uh, made sense of okay, naturally. Okay, no, I get your point. You make, you make a good point. But listen to this now, right? Earlier on in the podcast, we mentioned, I mentioned when I was asked about my experiences in Makkah hmm. when I saw the guy wearing that thing. Yeah, this symbol has been linked to the Antichrist because it has Can you show Mosin if he's the same badge? Can you confirm it? Because, most because, because there is something, there's a specific detail that's missing. There's no pyramid. No, no, no. That's the police, that's the police car, the police logo, yeah? Mm. That, doesn't have the, that, that doesn't have the pyramid on it or the, or the triangle. But on this guy's armband, and this is before the update because they, they, they had a previous badge. Right. And that previous badge was like that. But that was... I do I do about this one? This that's the one that, that's, that, that's very same image. It was on my video. And, okay. a, and all the other ones you see there that come up affiliated with it. It could just be it. that we're keeping eye on things. What websites are coming up, by the way? Because huh? they're probably... Is that plausible? To websites. No, is that, no, is no. that plausible? That's Pinterest. Is that plausible? That it could just be, you know, we're keeping eye on things. Mm-hmm. Like Middle East Eye, News Rescue. It could be plausible, except mm-hmm. when you look at all I'm the other symbols in Saudi, Saudi civil service, you start to notice a theme. Okay, so right. what, what, is Pyramids, the signif- what is the significance of Saudi officials having pyramid and um, a Masonic symbolism when we know that Dajjal will not be able to enter the two holy cities? Holy, holy cities. You have to keep your eyes open, right? And try and read where you are today. Should I right? keep it open like this, Bill? No, no, do, 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 do that one, isn't it? Is that this one? Do that one. No, no, I don't, then there's gonna, the comments are going to go wild. <laughs> look, bro, look. I always say these discussions are good, mm. right? I'm on the fence about a lot of the things that are out there with regards to prophecy and its interpretation, 
there are some things that I believe that have happened. Yeah? Um, but a lot of the things that you find that I agree with, the majority of scholars also agree have happened as well. So when it comes to the minor signs, I'm in agreement. I say, look, bro, how can you say this hasn't happened? Yeah, a lot of the right. minor signs have right. happened. If, or, if, if but, not all of them, right? I don't, but, know, but, I don't know all the hadiths, so but, I can't comment. Here's a, here's a broader question, right? Or probably more important, to me at least, yeah? Is, let's say, for argument's sake, that there are grounds and there are genuine kind of like, a, yeah, explanation, genuine explanation and meaning behind uh, how people have interpreted end of times, major signs, Dajjal, Dajjalic society, all of these kind of things. And what? So what? What does this mean? As an individual what Muslim. What does this mean now to a Muslim? As an individual Muslim. I, I love that you said that and I'm going to put a close-up of my face when you said that because I thought to myself, whoa, he's, he's, he's gone there. And it's, I'm glad you have because, you said, we, we, because, we, because this is a realization I had. I we said that to smart agenda, bro. We well, had we had to say. So what, where does all this lead to? Look, as an individual, I still have to be Muslim. a good Muslim. I still have to pray my salah. My answer I still is have to this. Be good to my parents. My answer I still have to pray is this. Yeah, my answer. My answer is this. Yeah, before Kiamat, mm-hmm. yeah, before the end of time and all that, you're gonna die. Yeah. So why don't you focus on that first? And this is something that you know what I I started doing. So I, even though I film Sheikh Mansour this and the other, I don't I, I don't read any more of his books anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't really follow this stuff no more. I say it's important because it's part of every Muslim's journey to realize that you know what you got to you know you got to take your own life more seriously. So for some people that might be the journey might be like mine, which is you go into conspiracies, you realize hold on for a second we've got our own prophecies here. I'm, see, I'm seeing certain things happen, and then you realize oh before all this is probably going to come to pass. I'm going to die. And then you take your own life more seriously. Mm. You start to pray more. You start to worship Allah more. You start to do more charity. You start to become kinder to your parents. You start to have, you know, go up to people that you've done wrong to and go and apologize and make things right again. These are the things that you start to focus on. And this is what makes you develop as a character. But for some people who are not so fortunate to have these experiences, what happens is they go into the conspiracy and they fall into this hole. Um, just, just, I don't mean to digress. Do you remember the arrivals? Program, yeah, that the really hit YouTube show that, that you know that everyone was talking. You know, I remember arrival. I told you not to talk about this, but go on. You've opened that kind of way. okay, fine, okay, okay, okay. What, what, what do you what do you think of that series, which got then outed as something that was between the rivals was badass, man. You know, when, you know when he first came out? Hold on, it was badass until he came out that it was something between a Christian and a Shi'i. Yeah, but I don't like it was like it was fun. You know, when I first started, was it? Work, did you ever hear these rumors? There's between it had Christian involvement. I'll and tell you what it was because I was I, I knew I, I know what happened. Okay, got the insider on it. Yeah? Fill us in, right? So basically, um, when I first came across the rivals, it kept getting taken down on YouTube, and other people were re-uploading it. Um, uh, neat fact, yeah. I think in 2012 or 2013, there was a there was a thing I come across a website, and it claimed that the arrivals online documentary was the 192, 192nd most watched documentary in the world and it done it famously on the internet only. That's reached that position. So it reached a lot of people, right? The figures that you're going to see on the internet now don't actually, actually reflect how many people that documentary reached in its 51 parts or whatever it was. When I first came across it, I was like, this is fascinating stuff. This is before the 1080p days, right? This was like 480p, low, low quality. Um, a lot of it was copyright usage, you know, abuse, I should say, yeah. yeah. Um, and over sort of stimulating music and stuff like this, right? But the message it tried to bring out there was good. My battery is gone. All right, so that was gone. No, never mind. So the message it tried to bring out was good. Unfortunately, um, uh, 
by the time it hit the mid 20s or late 20 episodes mm. it started to digress towards a very shia orientated narrative yeah um uh, so i had big issues with it but i realized it was very popular mm. and on the forums i was on at the time internet forums this was being posted by christians by non muslims by atheists everything the hype around this documentary was real it was big so it was it was huge it was huge yeah so long story short um do you know the guys who were involved behind yeah, it yeah so there's a uh, there's Tariq who was who's Akinar there's his brother Muhammad who's Noriega and there's Abdullah Hashim right whose name is Abdullah Hashim right uh, are they Sunni are they Sunnis no they had two forums i was when i joined the forum right i was on the impression that akinar and noriega were sunni and abdullah hashim was shia and most of us on the forum wanted this impression and that's why the for- there were two forums there was hashim's films and there was wake up project which was akinar and noriega um but they both had an administrator moonlighting both forums whose name is z a female and later on i discovered that akinar and noriega are shia so is How did you discover that? Long story. It became a thing everyone knew it afterwards. Long story, but yeah, it's a, it's a fact, yeah. Their um uh the admins on Wake Up Project who were, whose name is Insha and his wife Pinaku Public. Uh, that these were the online names, yeah. I won't mention the real names. Mm. Um they were also Shia as well. In fact, every moderator was Shia on Wake Up Project. And basically I lost heart with I thought to myself this 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 is why there's so much um you know censorship on what we're saying and a lot of posts go missing this that and the other and i just want to clarify for our viewers and listeners who think that this is like some kind of anti-shi'i tarot it's not it's because when it comes to the kind of end of time prophecies in islamic eschatology there is stark differences yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of stark stark differences Huge. between what ahl sunnah believe yeah. or generally believe yeah. and that of the shi'i yeah So especially in regards to the Mahdi and the Mahdi like and all this, that right? yeah and the end times characters like they believe in certain characters yeah, that yeah, we don't yeah, have in our texts yeah, yeah. there's there's all this other stuff right which could be said is is a is a bit of a dajjal in itself mm, right mm. from the sunni perspective mm. and probably vice versa from the shia perspective mm. Allahu akbar mm. right? I speak for them mm. but it was very very controversial is that one still playing good yeah. it was it was very very controversial um and I, I left the forum. I, thought, I, thought, I, thought, I actually engineered, engineered my own ban. I called out a lot of people hmm. and then made myself banned. So, 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 where, so, where, so, so, where was the rumor that a Christian was involved in it? Was that was that a rumor? That was I don't know. I don't know about a Christian. Okay. There, 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 there were there were there were there were Christians who helped with the project. Hmm. I believe there was a guy. What was his name? There, there was a spiritual guy. I'm not sure if he was Christian or not. He had I think it's called Purpose Films or something else. Okay. I'm not sure. It might be someone. Else. It might be something else, but. Um yeah there were so it was a it was an attempt from people from different religions to try and make this documentary mm. which really when it comes to the idea of documentary is a bit of a bit of a stretch because it's not a documentary mm. it's basically just text with other people's footage thrown in and you have to be very impressionable to follow <laughs> i like i like what they were trying to do it didn't quite hit it for me especially when i hit like 25th or so episode and i realized this is just an exercise in brainwashing you into the sheer narrative mm. right so so you know <laughs> You've bought a book recently. Um, what was it called? What was it called? The book that you yeah, spoke. Tell us about it's it. got a long title, man. Um, But it's something to do with Juju Mahajuju. Yeah, yeah. So this book was written by Emery Van Donzel and Andrea Schmidt, hmm. who attempt to follow the journey of Salam Al Tarjumani, who was Salam the interpreter from I think it's the ninth century actually. Hmm. 
on the it was the uh, how much you spend on this Khalif book? One hundred and nine pound. Okay, <laughs> I've been wanting this. I've been wanting this since twenty. Why is the book so expensive? It's, it's almost like Yajuj Majud priced it themselves. It's published by Bro. <laughs> it's yeah. published by Bro. Okay, all their books are expensive because they're very academic, limited print runs. Da, 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 okay, da, right. So I, I still don't think it should be that expensive. Mm. But Allahualam. But recap, recap very quickly what this book's about. So this book's. Have you read it? Have you finished it? No, I haven't even started yet. Okay. to be honest mm. with you. But I've read bits of it online. Uh -huh. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to get this book. I've got the PDF, but yeah. I'm not the kind of guy who reads PDFs. So I prefer to have a real book mm. in my hands. Yeah? yeah. So I can scribble in the margins, mm. highlight certain bits of different highlighter color pens. Mm. But long story short, um, this book attempts to follow the journey of Salman Tajumani, who was tasked with finding the barrier of Zulkarnain against Gog and Magog, Yajuj Majuj. By one of the um, Abbasid Khalif. Yeah, Khalif Al Watik. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and he left with a, a group of men that had a big budget to go and go across different different countries to, in, in, an, in the attempt to locate this barrier. This journey, this adventure, this epic adventure to locate the barrier resulted in him thinking he found it. Yeah, And what Schmidt and Donzo do is they go through his story mainly from the accounts of Ibn Qurdabi and some others, right? And try to locate these places that he's described with actual places on the world map, sure. right? So one being Central Asia, you said? Yeah, so modern day yeah, Central yeah, Asia. And in fact, all the barriers are in that region of Central Asia. So all the barriers that have been mentioned in this book and in other books as well are in that region. So, you know, there are some crazy theories out there about where Yajuj Majuj are, but they all generally point to the same geographical region. space or region. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, you know, what I find fascinating is when you open this book, you know, books usually dedicated to someone, right? Mm -hmm. Books usually dedicated. This book is dedicated to the unjustly enclosed. Oh, bloody hell. The unjustly enclosed. So whenever we read about Yajuj Majuj, we're reading from a Christian, Judaic or Islamic point of view. Now I'm reading it from the opposite. A pro-Yajuj pro Majuj point of view. And I find that fascinating. I think that was worth spending the 109 quid for, yeah? They should enclose themselves. Mm -hmm. Why would you write that? Doesn't make any sense. How, Unless... How, here's a question. How would you have any affiliation to a tribe like Yajuj Majuj? They're not Muslims, are these lot? No, 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 no. no. I'm, how would any human being Why? have any connection bro, to Yajuj Majuj? Bro, some social... Want to affiliate bro, with some them, social... for just... Yeah, bro, for some social justice work. From, from social, some social justice cats will of be course, like, yo, they like, should... Oh, if this is true, oh, if, oh, if this oh. myth is true, then I stand for the people who have been let me, let me, unjustly let me, let me Let me, let me pose it to you. Why wouldn't they? Today you have people who are anti-religion, mm. right? Atheists, yeah, militant atheists. For them, they would be proudly affiliated with Gog and Magog because they seem to be brethrens mm. in that sense. Not just that, bro. I mean, you've got... Um, uh, You've got like uh, people from the political sphere claiming themselves to be Gog and Magog in history. It's a I, fact. I'm not, I mean, classically, I think some some ulama did did want to think people are bonkers. Yeah, I, I I think that classically, I think some some ulama did think that the Mongols were Juju Ma Juju. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look. well, at least one, at least one of the waves. Yeah, one of the waves. Yeah. So. So, so are they people in the middle of the Earth's core? Nah, man, that's nonsense, bro. Come on. Listen, you wouldn't be able to survive in an oven. What do you mean by middle of the Earth's core? Exactly, bro. First of all, yeah, I use my... Oh, no, 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 no. I think what he's referring to is there's a theory called inner Earth, where basically at the North there Pole and a, South Pole, there's an entrance, yeah, and with the, the, the magnetic... There's no magnetic centre, rather the magnetic uh, part of the Earth Already is actually on the crust. 
It's a lot of nonsense. Yeah, it's a lot of nonsense. Okay, yeah. so I mean, there's a story. There's so the money are them. They're human beings. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they're humans, isn't it? There, there are people that existed until they were imprisoned in this way. Okay. Yeah. They existed amongst the people. The people suffered as a result of their atrocities. Dhul so, Qarnain, so with the, the people asked for his support. Dhul Qarnain, with the help of others, he created a barrier, a barrier that was made of molten lead and iron. It was impenetrable. We don't, we don't know if it was lead. It could have been copper. Well, yeah, because the only copper. word to give is kithra, which, yeah, yeah, which yeah. we don't know what that's. Yes, sure. Yeah. Um, so the, okay. So yeah, and, and and yeah, so they're human beings. So so they're, I, they're yeah, savage, yeah. ruthless, um, uh, murderous. We even have, we even have descriptions of them in hadith where they say, mm-hmm. no, their faces will be flat like shields. You know, and they'll be wearing horsehair shoes. No, so this, this seems to. Uh, I'm sure that was Turks and. Mongols. Yeah, yeah. So this, this seems to describe the the Mongols, you know, the, the Turkic Turkic Mongol-like peoples. Okay, so let me. Okay, so just just wrapping up now. Yeah. So so, are we saying that as we speak right now in this very time, somewhere on Earth, there are these people? Yes. That are trying to break away. They're on planet Earth. They're on planet Earth, and they're trying to break away from this this. Um, so you believe there's a, the barrier still exists? Of course. Mm, okay. And I don't. Okay, do you believe that Oh, so that means you don't believe that one day they'll say Inshallah and they'll oh, break so through you believe I, I believe they're already out bro. Do you believe they're in the open now? Yeah Okay. Yeah, it explains a lot of what's going through the world right now as, as far, well As far as I, there's a hadith, I think it's in Sahih Muslim That talks about um, When they start to break away at this barrier um, And to the point where they could see the light through the opposite end of mm. the barrier They will say we will return and continue tomorrow and then, and then, they, 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 then they will come and they yeah. is, is, is filled is, is this, this, so you do so do you believe that the Mongols uh, of Genghis and and his sons yeah absolutely. that the were I reckon they were one of the one of the waves okay so look just wrapping up here you believe they're already out and about yeah. or, or they've had, we've had waves of them yeah you believe and I'm more inclined towards this that I, I believe the Hadith states that when Yajuj Majuj are do come out. Isa and his followers towards the end of time will be advised and will be directed through revelation to go to a location away from them. Okay, so first of all, you gotta remember is this year is your Muslims <laughs> on that straight away. What you gotta remember is that they come wave after wave. So they got and another thing, I want to throw your curveball now, yeah, bro. Right? If you look at Surah Al Kaf, Ayahs numbers 83 to 99 is the story of Zulkarnain mm. and Yajuj Majuj mm-hmm. and the barrier, right? Yeah. The barrier was built. To protect a group of people or a tribe of people who live between two mountains. Nowhere in the Quran or in the Hadith does it mention that the barrier was built to protect all of humanity. Wait, okay. So, but, but find me the, but there find is the a, reference. But there is an assumption also in what you said is that Yajuj Majuj come in waves. And that Yajuj so, Majuj so, exist so, in other locations. So, so look at it like and this. And that they're not holding. Wait, 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 uh, bro, bro, let me let me let me lead you a little bit more. Because you suggested they could be from Europe and they could be Mongols. So, but here's the thing now. If you, look, at, if you look at historically, Central Asia was dominated by two racial tribes. Yeah? Two racial groups. Yeah, which Mon- had many tribes. Yeah, the Mongoloids. The Scythians and the Turanians. Turanians are the Mongoloids, come from the Turanians. Yeah. And the sort of like uh, red haired, blonde haired, blue eyed, green eyed came mm. from the Scythians. Why are we interested right? in Central so, Asia? So, so this, is, this is where it all points towards. If you look at historically, from Josephus, from, you know, some of the oldest. Scholars who are non-Muslims, they, they would point towards this area. But what about Muslims? What about Muslims, the Muslims also point towards it. They said the Mongols. And why would they say the Mongols? Because only the Mongols were relevant to their existence. Mm. They were attacked by the Mongols. Right? We were attacked by the Mongols. Right. We're going to be here so, till... Okay. Yeah. We can go on, on, bro. This is going over two hours, man. What's oh, this is way over two hours now. So, but I'm going to cut this out. No, 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 no. no, no, no. This, is gonna anyway. say, this is going to stay. This is going to stay. Look, look. I think Aki's... 
uh, questioning a skepticism is very healthy. Alhamdulillah, it's it needed. Um, but then you, this is how we, I was as skeptical as you once upon mm. a time, and maybe I'm wrong and you're right. Allahu alam. Maybe I've gone down the wrong road. Allahu alam. Maybe yeah. you're both wrong. Maybe we're both wrong. Allahu alam. Maybe I'm right and you're wrong. Allahu alam. Possible, yeah? yeah. Which I prefer. But 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 but, <laughs> but um, I, I am more inclined towards thinking that this is something that's specific to an end of time event. Um, and as opposed to something that's already happened in waves, I think, I think one thing we can all agree upon is that when that final wave happens, it will be beyond doubt. Mm. It, it, we'd all agree on that. Mm, that when that final wave happens, because that's going to be the one where Isa Islam is going to go to the mount. Yeah. Whether it's the final wave or the first and final wave, when that happens, I think it'll be undeniable. Very close to Judgment Day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And on that note We close today's Very extensive And elaborated podcast But we're not Entirely done yet There is The challenge And uh, So You're gonna do All three challenges You don't even get a choice So you Bro, I've got a bad shoulder And yeah. a bad elbow Okay, okay fine Okay what, Okay But I believe you have Something for us I'm gonna hit you back with a challenge, and you can't say no because you're making me do all three. I'm gonna make you do this pull challenge. Out the, pull out the, uh, what are we doing first, Mr. Naga? Ask me, Mr. Naga first. Mr. Naga, I heard that you wanted to do something, something crazy. He wanted to do Mr. Naga and Bond together. Did you? If I can get away without doing the arm wrestle, yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah, do, I want to see that. I need to see, that. I need to see what's gonna happen I don't to worry you. About it. I'm wrestling you guys are mad. Bro. So, do you want me to uh, set this whole pawn up for you, yeah, 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 cool. and then and then finish it with the like a cool. quenelle of yeah, 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 Mr. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah give two, it. give two leaves, Zui. Yeah. What two leaves? What two leaves about? No, no, because one one leaf can be too little. This one's gonna send you to Tinky, the third one. Let me set my one. <laughs> 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 you guys are nuts, bro. bro. After this, yeah, it's gonna be wave after wave, wave after wave. Oh god, I need to delete that. What have you got, bro? What are you messing about with? I bought dawa, bro. I bought medicine for you guys. I don't remember. Is camera still rolling? Yeah. Is that too much? He deals with it. You no, 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 don't, no, don't, don't, don't try and kill no, me, bro. No, no, no. Actually, go on, just do it, man. Be just just like that's that. Yeah. You can, you can, uh, go, go to the camera, show it properly, man. That's like... Ban and Gua and Jaman Bahar and Mr. Naga. Shit, this is crazy. Uh, this is insane. Uh, Bang- Bangali's... Bang- 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 like Mr. Naga with Gua, Supari, Jaman Bahar. Buff, come here quickly. Give him his water as well. Let me down Oh my god. Oh my god. You're gonna start thinking different types types of end of times things happening. Tell me the truth, don't try to be acting big, yeah? Because you got sweet there, you got bitter, then you got Mr. Naga there. Oh dear lord. Oh my god, Yeah. When you suggested that. This is, this is when that close-up camera needs to be on me, man. Have you, have you got water? Tell me, tell me. I, I ain't touched this. Yeah, I have one here. Tell me what you're experiencing. I need to know what are you, what's going on. Yeah, what is happening? It's just, it's just. It's just There's a watching this, thinking, what's There's this? There's a party in my mouth, but I don't want to be there. Okay, fine. Okay, we got the message. Oh my God, what what, what, what's the most overpowering thing? The nugget in it. Of course it is. Yeah. 
But things that I like another, mm. just not on its own. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> <laughs> drink, some, drink some water. Oh Please God. drink some water. I mean, I, I'll have to look, but drink some water, brother. Oh, oh my God. Is This is your idea, by the way. Yes. You said you want a pun and Mr. Nugger together. That's not filming. That one's finished as well. That's the one I lost. Okay. Is, that one, is that one still working? Yeah, that yeah. one's still stop, running. Stop, let me, let, me turn it. let me turn this one over. How you feeling? I've recovered. There's still hard stuff in here. Supari, is that Supari? That's Supari. Yeah. What am I supposed to do with this thing? Oh, so, so, you, you have a choice. You either spit it out or you yeah. eat it. You either spit or swallow. Do you know what I'm going to do? You might just have to spit What's this? What's this? Spoons, red or yellow? Huh? Red or yellow? What is this? These are spoons, man. Red or yellow? This is Hang on. Yo, this looks like Adam stuff. Red or yellow? Now, this is, these are measuring spoons for chefs. Chefs. Yellow. 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 Yeah, you want yellow? You want red? Nah, he's tricked us. He's made us think that the big red one is the small one, and the yellow one's going to be a thing like, I choose red. You want red? You want yellow? Let me see that. Oh, other one. Let me see that. No, 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 no. Let me Google the brand. No, you can't do that. No, no, Stop no, that. Bro, we have got time, man. Camera's gonna die on us. Uh, red as well. I choose red. As well. Red, yeah. Red, yeah. Both of you know you got. You can yeah, choose yeah, one. No, no, we choose red. Both red. All right, so yeah. you got the smallest one, yeah. yeah. You lucky guys, man. Right. Who told you? Who told you to do Pan and Mr. Naga together? My conscience. Yeah. What's this you're giving us? I'm giving you something called the bomb. Oh, but tell us what, what it is. is. At least we tell you what. Sauce, bruv. Huh? I know about the bomb, bruv. Okay, mustn't chew in it, bruv. What are you doing? I know about this. First, tell me, is this something that you eat Coming with food? Nail polish, bruv. I don't know. Pass me the bottle. Pass me the bottle. Let me see the bottle, please. Where's my bottle? Mustn't. Let me see the bottle. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me, wait. Before you do that, let me just get this camera in close, bruv. Okay. Yo, Wait, yo, so yo. So nice, that's that's not right, you know. It's just not that soy sauce. Come on, bro. Yeah, man. It's gone for it. It's gone for it. Okay. Bro, come on. Oh, come on. Mostly, this isn't right. Yo, why is this? Your face is switching <laughs> differently. <laughs> Mostly, come on, man. What is that? Yo, you're sweating. Bro, send me the bottle, please. Let me see the bottle. What's it? Oh, what's it? You don't score for me, sir. Score for me. Of course I don't score. What is it? What is it? 100,000? One and a half million. One and a half million? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck's half a million, bro? <laughs> One and a half million. Stop. Yo, ingredients. Yo, the ingredients have it in us. <laughs> Yo, the ingredients is have it in us. Stop. <laughs> have it in us. Pepper extract, apricot nectar. Nah, I've got a headache. Yo. I've got a headache already. I'm just going to my eyes. <laughs> Close the Unless, I mean, you're planning to do something terrible to a friend, but more likely a foe. Well, 
Brothers, sisters, friends, family, Jazakallah khair for being with us for this episode, our second anniversary. We really, really appreciate it and we are so grateful for you following us during our journey in these first two years and inshallah many more years ahead. Jazakallah khair for our special guest, Mohsen, today, who is our cameraman and the master behind, behind a lot of the creativity in our podcast. And uh, please don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and we'll see you for the next episode. Where are you okay? Assalamu alaikum and you go see you you're too much blood. I'm not seeing you, Dave. Blood Burma's podcast, a five-pillars production.